Hi, this is David Lucarelli. I'm the writer of Tinseltown, and you're listening to the Top 5 Comics Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast. People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the Master Disaster, Josh45. Hello. And CBS. Hello. Which would be me, me, be me, hello, yes. Uh, see, today we are doing episode number 189. And our primary focus of this episode is going to be on the movie Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Finally. Finally. Man, is that the way T. Brown's not around? Then finally. That's what he gets. I mean, I guess that's true, I guess. He probably just didn't want to read books tonight, so he's like, I can't do it. And then he were going to do this one, and it's kind of like... You know when you were in school and they had like a holiday party on Fridays and and then like you were actually excited to go to school because you didn't have to do any work. Sure, that's what that's what this episode's like. There's not much like the only work you had to do is like watch a movie. Well, it's a movie I know he's watched. Exactly. So it's just kind of like you go. Know, I mean, guess. So after that, we have an interview from the uh, WonderCon. Uh, 2022 with, uh, John Boy Meyer. Comic artist extraordinaire. Dude has done so many fantastic covers. Awesome dude. Uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, just Google him because he's great. Uh, so we'll run that. Uh, before all that, want to do some news? Well, before that, let's just chat a little bit because I was curious, like, this, this is 189, so we're get we're on the downhill to 200. Do you have any big plans? Have you been thinking about it? You know, I, I actually thought about that for a second today, but um, other than just, like, the idea that's happening, no, not really. I mean, as far as the thing, it'd be kind of cool to get around Robin going on and see if I can get some other guys back around, but I, with time in the world, I guess between here and there, maybe we, maybe we can make that a bigger thing, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. See if Kurt and Ross and Mr. Mike Brown and, you know. See we see you see what the other guys are doing things or not. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. You have any ideas? Um not really. I mean I feel like that I've been doing this with you now. When I jumped on it was like pre one hundred. Oh that's not true. You weren't on episode one hundred. Oh sure. Absolutely positive. It was after that. I couldn't tell you which episode it started on. I mean, I guess maybe you did one random one before then. But episode one hundred, like at that point. No, you weren't. You were on there. You were on there yet? Um, because episode one hundred, we had an in, we had an intro. Actually, we had an intro with a bunch of people, like congratulating us for hitting up hundred episodes. See, I don't know if you did one of those or not. You might have. I'd have to go back and listen to episode one hundred to see who all was in the. Because there's a cavalcade like Bob Fearborn and Joel and a bunch of the other folks from the from the from the show right at, from the shop mostly. Hmm. But yeah, I don't remember what episode you started on as a regular thing. But it was it was after 100, though. I thought it was like 90-something for mm-hmm. some reason. I might have done a, a, a couple in the 90s, but then wasn't on the 100. Maybe. I, I failed in a couple times, maybe. I have to look and see number-wise. I don't remember. Man, as far as episodes, I guess I'd have to go back and look and see which one you were on first, because I don't really remember that. As far as uh, time in the world. But yeah, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that much. I, I guess... uh. It's been a heavy run between, like, 
whenever I first started till now with just me and you. Oh, yeah. No, we did a lot of episodes as far as... uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, other people have been involved. T Brown's been in a few lately, off and on. Um, but honestly, like it's been just you and me forever. Yeah, for a minute. That's true. There was a. We did have one big anniversary. Like what was it? One fifty. Yeah, I think one hundred and fifty. We had a bunch of other guys in. Curtis came by and Ross. Curtis, Ross, Mike. They were all on one hundred and fifty. So yeah, as far as like appearance. I think that was the last one we had like a lot of people on, really. Yeah. And I think Ross was on the Star... That we did one for one of the Star Wars ones, didn't we? Oh, man. That's uh, it's out of my pay grade. I don't remember. Rise of Skywalker. That would make sense, yeah. As far as appearances, yeah, it's been... A- but it's been very few and far between. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to, we'll have to see. Between here and there, if we can do something different or something special. Still got 11 episodes to figure it out. Bum, right. bum, bum. So maybe. So I guess maybe. I don't know. And hey. so upcoming things. You're going to Comic-Con, Denver. True, yes. So by the time this episode comes out, you still won't be there. <laughs> no, not yet. And then you're going to San Diego as well. Yeah, and uh, San Diego. So yeah, July is busy. July is a busy, busy month. Because I have a uh, first weekend in July is Denver Comic Con. Second weekend in July is Thor: Love and Thunder. Third week of July is San Diego, and then after that, everything chills out again for a second. Yeah. So yeah, it's a busy. Uh, it's a busy month. And then Saturday nights we're doing that uh the screening downtown on uh oh gosh, now I think it's on we moved they moved the location, but uh I think the next movie that we're playing is Rear Window. So Alfred Hitchcock on Saturday night. Not Well that's this week. That's this weekend. So Alfred Hitchcock is this Saturday night. Yeah, it's a busy it's a busy, busy month. Yeah. But anyway. Well, at the end of it, at the end of things, when we do action figure news, there's some San Diego Comic Con things that sound cool, so I'll talk about those then. Cool. So if you don't want to listen all the way till the end, fast forward and listen to that. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, you could, I guess. As a thing, that's why there's options given, or numbers given, times given. I don't know, whatever. But before all that, and do some news. What's in the news? What's in the news? So I only have one real, like, thing. Okay. Let me start with that. It's a sad one. We'll finish with that one. Okay. So what do we got over there, 45? Um, so in October, Marvel Comics is releasing a new Miracle Man story, um, written by Neil Gaiman and a bunch of other people. Jason Aaron is another one. Um, it's gonna celebrate his 40th anniversary, but it will also include a prelude to the new chapter with Marvel Comics. So I don't know if it's like a, like a prequel, like a story that leads into it, like a little like teaser trailer kind of issue, like story. I don't know, but it's supposed to be like what it sounds like is a, a bunch of different stories, not just like one long one. Right, like an anthology book. So kind of like maybe like when they were doing the point one stuff, but Mr. Miracle flavored. Interesting. Miracle Man. Oh, yeah, Miracle Man. Sorry, wrong company. Yeah, yeah, Miracle Man. <laughs> 
So, I mean, but game is a part of it, so that's cool. Um, another piece of news that I thought was cool, but, um, not because I listened to it, but only because it was for T Brown, but he's not here tonight. Huh. Was that podcast that he was super into, The Batman Unburied? Right. Um, it, it, I mean, it was pretty highly praised and a lot of people, um, it was, it was pretty big to do thing for a minute. Um, it got greenlit for a second season. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they consider. I mean, guess another arc. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, when it comes to podcasts, uh, as far as, uh, shows or books or whatever, I don't really know what that means. And that being that I'm aware of it, but I haven't really listened to it, I don't even know how many episodes it was. So that'd be more of a, more of a second suitor kind of question. Yeah. I mean, he told me to listen to it, but I listened to a bunch of other stuff. And I, again, I've, I've talked in this multiple times. I'm kind of Batmaned out. So I just, I wasn't, I mean, I know he said it's really good and I, I don't, I don't, not believe him. Right. I just, I'm sure, I mean, I'll get around to it eventually, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, Winston Duke, he's awesome. So, if nothing else, it should be cool because of that. But, I mean, the fact that they're going to do some more, that's really cool. I try to listen to one of those, like, it's basically like kind of like a radio, like old-timey radio show, basically, or like a. Right. Or like an audio book, even kind of feel to it. But I, I tried listening. It was like an old man Star Lord one thing oh, yeah, I tried yeah. to do, and it was terrible. Really? I mean, it just, I wasn't a fan of it. I got, I only got there for three episodes and I couldn't listen to it anymore. It was just really poorly done. So, hmm, that's I mean, bad. this one I heard is not that way, but so, I mean, I know what they're doing. You know, right. I know what, what, what it is, but I, I listen to all sorts of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. As far as old man Star Lord, I mean, I'm aware of it too, but. I, there was a comic book, and I don't know if it was an adaption of the comic book or not. Like I, I like the comic book, but I don't know if those two things are the same thing or not. I guess I don't. I I remember talking about it a while back because we actually talked about it on this show, but I don't remember if I knew that then or not. Memory wise, right now I don't know that. So okay, I never even heard. Like I don't remember you talking about that. So no, yeah, yeah, we did a little bit. I think it was back before it came out, actually. Because I remember thinking the same thing. I didn't know if it was the show or the book was the... If the show was the book being redone as a show or what it was. Yeah, I remember seeing an Old Man Star-Lord comic thing. Yeah, I just never knew if the... Just in the same same vein as the Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye, yada yada. Right. Yeah, there's been... For that series of books, I mean, there was... The original Old Man Logan that took place during Wolverine. And then there was the Old Man Logan... Followed up by Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Quill, and then they did Avengers of the Wasteland. So there's been several different books. But yeah, when it comes to the podcast, Old Man Hawkeye, I don't know if it's the book being old. done as a show or not. Yeah, the Old Man Star-Lord. Right, oh, that's, what, yeah, that's what I meant. But yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's got a second season, so... I guess we'll see what... I mean, at some point, maybe I'll get the least in that. I Being I am going to be driving quite a lot here in the next month, maybe I'll be able to listen to it. Yeah, just on Spotify. Yeah. So I mean, well, between here and between here and San Diego, it's like sixteen hours if I'm driving all the way through. And you can like, it's a fair minute of time. You can pre like download it in quotes, so like you don't have to worry having service or not. So in case you're in like a dead zone, it's yeah, still yeah. on there. Just and then just delete it when you're done, kind of thing. Right, right. Well, maybe we'll get a chance to do that. Yes. We'll see what San Diego's like. I mean, that's going to be different for the year, considering time between A and B. But yeah. 
Maybe I'll get a chance to listen to some of that stuff between here and there. If you make it, if you don't have to find odd jobs along the way to pay for gas. I mean, that is a good, that is a good, uh, yeah, who knows, man. That's absolutely crazy. It's, yeah. Maybe by then they will have changed the rules and, you know, open up the pipeline again and all of a sudden gas will go right back down to where it should freaking be. <laughs> no. No? Maybe? No? Okay. No. I mean, old Biden said he's going to change the world, but... Did you see him fall off his bike the other day? No, I didn't. That sounds hilarious, though. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It sounds hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man. So, no. Uh, you got any more news? Um, Alan Moore is releasing a book of short stories called um, Illuminations. It's to be released in September. It's like five short stories, but like in one collection. And a lot of people worried that it was going to be kind of a limited release, but the first initial pressing is supposed to be 150,000 copies. So I oh, okay, shouldn't yeah. be that big of a deal. Right. Yeah, when it comes to regular books, it's a regular book, like a storybook, right? Yeah, it's a novel. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to regular books and like comic books, the, the difference between the two things, first editions on comic books, print-wise, are usually heavier than second editions, whereas novels, like book books, I mean, very bad, but... Bad example, but good example. So J.K. Rowling, right? She makes Harry Potter. The first president of Harry Potter, like the guy who initially agreed to make the book, and her paid to make that first pressing. So it's a lot more limited than when the big companies got involved and started printing it after that. So like 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th editions, they made a lot more of them. That's why the first edition and first printing is such a big deal with like those kind of books. Well, I have a first printing of... Of, her, of that book. A first edition, right? Yeah, first edition. Yeah. But it, as far that, as... I mean, it's pr- it was pretty, like, common, relatively. Mm, then do you have a real first pressing? Because yeah. I guess we'd have to look at it to see which which version it is. Because when they pressed it the second or third time, they went through a much bigger company, and by then it already gained steam. So if the one you have is a first edition, that's awesome. Hmm. But as far as comic books, the difference between A and B is the second printing of a comic book, they make a lot less of which recently right. started getting traction the way it probably should have had the entire time. Uh, good, good, bad example again. Captain Carter number one. Since stores still had copies of the books, a lot of stores didn't order the second printing. And it became like a $30 book over the weekend, which is ridiculous. It's a really cool cover. But, I mean, I know it wasn't heavily ordered, which is why that is. Because stores still had first prints. Including us, which I now wish I would have bought one or two more. I think me and Jeremiah are the only two that have them. So, anyway, again, I really like the cover. That's why. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought it because we still have like five of them, maybe six actually. Like anyway, Cap- Captain Carter is in a uh, Captain Carter uh, being the Haley Atwell character. Car- Captain Carter. Um, they did a comic book featuring her from the alternate universe where she's Captain America. Right. So yeah, that's who it is. The character from... Well, she shows up She shows up in What If, and then she shows up in Doctor Strange. Right. So those things kind of connect. So that's, that's the character you're talking about? Well, I, you know, in all honesty, I don't know if this is the exact same one or not. I don't think it's the one from the movie. It's the same idea. But as far as alternate universe is concerned, I don't think it's the same one. And it's not the one from the What Ifs either. Because the way her life ends with the... Well, it doesn't end. The way she winds up with the zombies and all that stuff. This isn't that. It's a different story altogether. And it's not the same character either from the uh, time-traveling book with uh, Blank. 
which is, I can't remember the name of right now. So it doesn't matter. She's technically Captain America, I guess. Which doesn't make any sense at all, she's but whatever. She's Captain England. It, not in that book. She's not. They call her Captain America, which is what the dispute is. Hmm. Between her first appearance being that book and her first appearance being the Captain Carter book. Because in the other book, the... What was the name of that series? It's like the third volume of it. So Blink from X-Men, the pink elf girl... What was the name of her book when she was jumping through realities collecting people? Exiles? Yes, there we go. Exiles, thank you. So Exiles Volume 3 has the first appearance of Captain America Sharon Carter. How she's Captain America makes no dang sense because the name doesn't make any sense as a thing, but because they never call her Captain Carter being the same like British logo and everything in that book... People are saying that the first appearance is actually the current Captain Carter series. I'd argue the difference, but because they don't say the namesake in the other book, it technically makes them two different things, even though they're the same thing. So, I guess at the end of the day, it depends on what version of CGC graded you have, because the original ones say Captain, first appearance Captain Carter on those books. They have been threatening to change it, so I guess we'll see. End of the day, it doesn't matter either way, so there you go. Well, back to the original piece of news. Um, he's also said that there's going. He's setting to release his first co- first um, the first book in a five novel series called Long London. But there's no other news about that. Okay. So, so he's, he's got. Do, a couple. So he's, do, he's doing a five series, like a five book series as well. All right. Well, that's cool. I mean. I guess so we'll we see. like Alan Moore. Yeah. All right. And then one little little tidbit I thought was kind of funny that Kristen Bell officially announced that there's going to be a Frozen 3. <laughs> okay. I mean, why not, right? It's made yeah. a lot of money. Those songs, kids love them. Kristen Bell's awesome, so okay. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's all you got over there. I mean, the only other piece of news I really have from this week, um, Tim Sells passed away. So, uh, artists from, uh, Long Halloween, Cat America White, Cat Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, Spider-Man Blue, Long Halloween, a ton of other things. Uh, he wanted to pass away this last week. Um, Superman for All Seasons. Superman for All Seasons, yeah. So, uh, fantastic dude. Um, art-wise, great. I mean, if you've seen any of that stuff, then you, you should be aware of what his art style is. Uh, but yeah, so he, uh, yeah, he passed away last week, so. That's about all I really know about that. It seems like it was something that was more sudden, because there wasn't a whole lot of lead up to it that we were aware of, at least. But, I guess we'll see in the next couple weeks what they say, if there's anything else that comes out about it, but. But yeah, so there's that, um. I mean, just last Halloween they put out that, uh. Add on to, uh, Long Halloween. So I think that's kind of cool that that book got put out before anything, you know, before he passed away. Otherwise, it would never have been finished. So that's kind of neat. I mean, there's a sort of morbid add-on to things, but anyway. So there's that. That's all I really have over here, news-wise. Yeah. Zar style is pretty fantastic. Well, he's definitely, I mean, any of those, any of those books are just awesome. I mean... Spider-Man Yellow, or sorry, Spider-Man Blue, when it was coming out, like, I loved it. And, like, Long Halloween, of course, I, I, would, I didn't get exposed to it until after it was in a volume already, because at the time I wasn't really reading Batman stuff, which sounds weird, but I wasn't. 
And so, as far as like, I mean, I'll give you, he could be, he could be a quiet taste, I guess. Just like Mike Manola and a whole handful of other guys. But yeah, just as far as like, a impactful style. I mean, if you guys love the current Batman movie, like a lot of that stuff comes from that book. So, him and Jeff Loeb did a lot of cool things together. So, I guess we'll see what Mr. Loeb works on next. But, as a thing, I mean, the guy had a hand in things that are just so awesome. So, so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I think his style, the to me, is it's very... Um and this is by no means a slam. It has a, a certain, like a, a, the feel of like a children's book almost to it. Like a very detailed children's book. It has a warmth, like in a, there's a very, very strong warmth and loving, like each page seems like it has, has a ton of love and care in it. Like sometimes, as far as artists go, that's why I get lost with them sometimes. That like this one seems great, the next one's like whatever. But he had this very unique style that every every page, every panel seemed like it. This ha- like every detail was a, a, was attended to. Like it, it's just very. It was a very special artist. I was a huge fan. So right, a lot of love in the work that we, while he was doing it. Like Superman's for all seasons, you see that in all in a lot of it. Yeah. I, as a thing, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but you know that's of the world. So he'll be missed as far as a as far as an artist. A bit. I mean, I used to love seeing when he was. It's like oh, variant artist, but Tim, variant cover by Tim Sales, and I'd be like, oh, that's gonna be cool. So it'll be unfortunate not to see that in catalogs anymore. But yeah, anyway, um, he he did the Denver Comic Con one year actually. God. And there's another guy, like you, Neil Adams and all these guys that are just at uh, all these conventions multiple years in a row, and I'm always like, I'll see him next time. And then now I'm like, hmm, well, I guess not. Anyway. So maybe don't do that anymore. You know, there, there's so much stuff going on with the shows and so many things happening, it's impossible to try to see and do everything, but it does, uh, does put a different light on things for me, I guess, a little bit. I try to do a lot of stuff. Right. You've seen pictures. I mean, I try to do a lot of stuff. Which, if you guys want to see pictures, if you go over to my uh, Instagram, it's full of pictures. And the the uh, Top 5 Comics Podcast Instagram has, well, mostly has pictures for the, sh- the episodes. So. But it gets pictures occasionally, too, and I start trying to spread them around, so that way all the platforms have different things. And some same things, depending on how good the picture was, you know. Anyway... But yeah, if you don't follow that already, you follow it because, you know, numbers are better makes the world happy. That's not how you say that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, that's that's what all these conventions and people want. Bigger numbers, bigger whatever. So after all that nonsense, you want to talk about a little bit of Doctor Strange? Yep. All right. Just to let you know... There will be spoilers. So as we move into the uh, Multiverse of Madness, so spoiler alert, because take two. <laughs> spoiler alert, which the noise will be there anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But as a thing, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange as of yet, this is basically going to spoil the entire movie. So, And I hadn't I hadn't seen it until today. And the reason right. that we're doing it today is because I finally watched it, and because it just got released on Disney+. Plus. Right. As far as catching up with the world... 
Yeah, not all of us have the luxury of having the the job to be able to go do that whenever they want. It's, it's all in the matter of advertising. But, I, I mean, we do do the trivia stuff, at least at one theater, so. Yeah, it, it is all in the advertising. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how you want to open up, man? Well, first, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on this film. <laughs> okay. I mean, not in bad ways or good ways. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, overall, I thought it was a great film. I really enjoyed it. Sam Raimi was felt like all the way through it. Like there was a very, there's this, that weird creepiness through the whole thing that I really enjoyed. Like, I mean, I really liked this, that real dark, like horror film feeling that Sam Raimi gives it. Like there's like just the different music, like, well, like back, the tone in general. Yeah. Just every little thing that he does. Like it's, yeah, I I thought that aspect of it was fantastic. There's some stuff that we'll get into as we go further on in the movie, but like we're jump around. Obviously, we're not going to go like frame by frame of the film. No, no, yeah, yeah. But like even like when the first Doctor Strange that you see right at the beginning with um, America, yep, and he just gets like stabbed a bunch of times, and he's like starts rotting from the inside or from that whatever that creature is. Whenever he gets cut in the leg, and all of a sudden it's just like gross. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, it's it, and then the, the dead body of him is just on the rooftop, and they just bury it randomly. I was like, okay, that's a little weird. And they pull the big, the big gigantic eyeball literally out of the other. Multi- oh, the beholder. That's not what it's called. Uh, oh gosh, what are those things? It's not a beholder. Beholders from um, it's from D and D. Oh man, I know what those things are called. Keep going. I remember. I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty great. I, I don't know why it got as the on the hate side of it. I don't know why I got so much hate. And there's there's one key piece of hate that you brought up, and I don't remember what you brought it up on, whether it was this podcast or whether it was the Never Been Done podcast. And you're like, we won't talk about it till Josh has seen it. Oh yeah. yeah. And I have an explanation for that, and I think it's ridiculous that you think that what you think. That's pretty normal. No, but this one I have like an, an actual like explanation for. And but anyway, yeah. So overall, I think it's a fantastic film. Shimagorath, that's what his name is. What is it? Shimagorath. Shimagorath. Yeah, that's what the star monster with the giant eyeball at the beginning of the movie is. Shimagorath. That's that's what they call him in Marvel. Yes, in the comic books, that's what the 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 being's name is. So the fact that we saw that at all is it's pretty crazy, but it's awesome. And he looked freaking great too. Like it's crazy. If you haven't seen it before, it looks it looks awesome. And seeing Bruce Campbell was rad. Oh yeah, all the callbacks to Army Darkness and Evil Dead both are just really. I mean that whole and the car. Oh, yeah. As far as pieces, most Sam Raimi films have, I think it's four things. One of those is Bruce Campbell. One of the other ones is the yellow car, the boat. The other one is Ted Raimi, which Ted is not in this movie, which is unfortunate, but Ted is the one of the other pieces that he puts in. And that uh, where the camera jumps to the person screaming is another one of the things he does. And this has all those things except for Ted, which I thought was kind of... I thought that was a little weird, but I mean, I guess, I don't know. It, it is what it is, whatever. Casting along, everything else is there. But like all this stuff Bruce does when he first gets possessed, 
or spelled or magicked, spelled. That whole sequence he's doing to himself as the hot dog vendor are all things from Evil Dead. Like when his hand becomes possessed and he looks at it and he tries to fight his hand and then eventually it's smashing his head against things. All that scene, like when he's doing that, it's all stuff from Evil Dead. It's great. It's just awesome. When, when he, when he was, people are interviewing him. He's like, the only way, the only way I'll do that is if I'm a pivotal part. And he's, and he considers that a pivotal part of the film. So, well, I mean, it's the first place we we get let know that the world's totally different, I guess. I mean, he does show up, he does show up at the end. So that's good. Which is pretty funny. I think my biggest frustration with this film is that of all the Avengers who go gray or go dark or have issues or whatever, they all get some sort of redemption arc and Wanda goes full Scarlet Witch and gets no redemption. And then she's just done. Like she's just done at the end of this. It's kind of like kind of a poor payoff. I thought for her, it's just like, and then there's no, like there's no like funeral for her. Like there's nothing like no, but like at the end of it, like they don't think like, even black widow, her sister, there's at least a throw to her sister going to the grave, you know, at the end of Black Widow. And there's, you know, there's a, I don't know, there's just a lot. Maybe because you're not fully dead yet. Because that kind of happens in the comic books and she comes back. Then we have House of M. Well, House of M first and then she dies in the comic books and then she comes back in the comic books and we... We already know there's going to be a House of Harkness show or movie. I think it's a show. It's a show. So House of Harkness, if it leads to anything, I imagine it'll be to the return of the Scarlet Witch. I mean, I can pave out the way I think it'll happen. I have no idea if it will happen or not. And themes from this come from comic books. So I can see them align these pieces that way. Because when she first shows back up in the comic books, Hawkeye winds up learning that there's a woman who appears to be the Scarlet Witch living in this village and I don't remember the middle of nowhere. And so he's like, well, I should probably go investigate that if it's true. Like we should probably get a handle on it. Cause the last time we saw her, she no more mutants to the world. And it was a pretty big deal. So he goes out there to f- and he finds her and it is Wanda, but she doesn't have her memories and she's living with Agatha Harkness who she calls her aunt Agatha and the aunt's basically taking care of her and provided a place to live. And as we find out teaching her magic stuff, but she doesn't have all of her full memories. Eventually she gets them back and then, you know, everything goes back to normal. And we don't ever see, I, I don't think we've ever seen Agatha again since that story. So I can easily see those two things mirroring each other here. I mean, in, in the movies or the shows, at least for now, MCU, Agatha's not good. The comic books, she was like a mixed bag, mostly good though. I mean, she originally starts out as Fantastic Force nanny. That's where she starts out. Right. But as well, far as the shows are concerned, I mean, the last time we saw her, MCU canon is when uh, Wanda curses her to be the next door neighbor that's everybody's friend right. and leaves her. The rest of the town is set free and she goes off to make her fake, you know, tree farm and mine the dark hold for power and craziness. Now that she's dead or gone, that spell would no longer be active. So it would release Agatha. Now, Agatha had the dark hold in the WandaVision show. That's where. Scarlet Witch gets it from. She gets it from Harkness. 
and that's all fine. Like, I get what you're saying, and like, that's, I mean, that's a, you know, if they bring her back in the show. I think that's the reason why they didn't. I mean, if they never bring her back, then. Okay, but. There's no answer to it. But that doesn't, it doesn't explain why. It's like she was an Avenger. She helped save the world, and like, they, they couldn't do any, like, they did nothing for her. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. But there's a lot of, well, see, between A and B, whenever she shows back up and helps defeat Thanos, is I don't know how commonplace the knowledge of who all was there is, but before she vanished... But Doctor Strange does, so why doesn't he do something for her? Yeah. That's what that's, I'm saying. Is it like, point, I said, e- like, that's why I said, even in Black Widow... Even though, like, hardly anybody knows who she is, and she's a super spy, and all this kind of stuff, at least her sister do, does something, and at least they give, like, you know, like Hulk and right, you know, they all they talk Some about type her. Type of send off about they, things. They, they don't. They do zero send off. He's like, they do mm-hmm. nothing for her. They just like she just gets. It's just very like, eh. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, you I were guess. possessed by an evil, evil being. Oh well. Well, but she, but she wasn't. She, but she, but she, she was though. She wasn't possessed. She got corrupted by the Darkhold. No but different the, than the evil, Steve, the evil Stephen Strange that has the extra eye. So ultimately, the book did corrupt them and turn them. Yeah, evil. But, but when Professor X is inside of inside of her mind, there's the there's the regular Wanda, then there's the evil the evil entity that's possessing her. But the regular Wanda is not our Wanda. It's the Wanda from that universe. He was trying to free the Wanda she took over. No, he was trying to find, he was trying to release the Wanda that's good inside of that mind. No. Uh, okay. I. The way she's dressed is exactly like the woman she possesses. The one that's inside her head in the little black cave. And then he's trying, I can get you out. Yeah, I get you out. The one he's trying to pull through the opening. That's the Wanda from that universe. It's the proper brain of that character that's being suppressed by the user of the body whenever they talk about dr strange that, that's your opinion that's not that's not real life that's your opinion because like as i read everything all the things that i've read mm-hmm. like it's it's the same mind it's just like it's the same mind through all the multiverses so like the good version of her in there and then there's the, the evil piece that's possessing her and he's trying to pull the good the good portion out and that's why dr strange says hey Want the good good Wanda that I know that's in there? Hold your breath because he's talking to the good version of her that still exists because he knows that the evil part's possessing her. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I don't think all the brains are the same brain. I don't. I don't think that's the case. When you're seeing the other versions of yourself in the dreams, they're not your memories. They're not your thoughts. It's the other person's thought. That's why when she was taking control of that Wanda, it was hurting her. But I guess, I don't know, I guess that's an arguable point. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't think that's how that works. Because she's dressed as just regular street clothes Wanda, and it's the Wanda from that universe, they never show her, so the... the, the well, they do, they show her when they, she first takes her over, and she's wearing the sweatpants and the weird, like, gray mom outfit. That's the one, the same one the cave's wearing. But that's a different one. The one with the kids... Yeah. That's not the same one. So you think that the, the the personalities inside the brain when Professor X is in there. Yeah, the one the one with the kids is a whole nother universe. It's not the universe yeah. with the Illuminati. That's the body she's in though. But why how would that body be in the Illuminati universe? The one that she's taking that's the one she takes control of. That's how she gets there. When she, that's how she gets to the Illuminati at all. She possesses 
from so our Wanda. No, because post that 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 Wanda that's in the Illuminati universe. She's the one it, with the kids. That's not the same one with the kids. That's a different universe altogether. Again, it's another different universe. The one with the kids is a different universe. So you feel like it's a third universe? Yeah, it's a it's yeah. That can't be true because when she releases her to return with America Chavez to our proper universe, that Wanda wakes up in the crazy like space dimension, like a uh, tear jumping place where the magic book was. Looks around and she says, "I have to get back to the kids." Looks up and flies off through the door, which is the universe that had the Illuminati. Because she chases him through that hallway that gets to the door that leads to the magic room with the magic book. Which is the same place that original Doctor Strange with the ponytail gets killed. Because he's trying to get to that book also. They're all going after that same magical book. It's the same Wanda. I same don't, Wanda. I don't, you know, then how is she not all messed up then? Because she, she was so messed up after like walking through all that glass and she's all twisted and messed up and her face is all jacked up and her feet are all cut up from the glass. And then she just wakes up and she's just back to normal all of a sudden. The body gets fixed. When she writes herself, that's a different scene. When The concept that there's a third Wanda isn't... Well, there's isn't multiple right. Wandas, though. There is. Just like there's multiple everyone. Like, we follow through a whole universe of different versions of Stephen Strange, including ones made of paint, right? But the universe we're dealing with, proper universe, that Wanda takes control of a Wanda in the universe with the Illuminati, which is the same Wanda from the kids because she says she has to get back to the kids when she releases her. I guess it could be a third platform, but there's never any clue that it's a third platform. So the universe with the kids, that Wanda is the same Wanda. Mm, okay. Well, I guess I didn't get, I didn't grasp that. I grasp it was like the whole time it was just like the regular Wanda struggling with the dark version that's possessed her through no. the whole film. Well, you can say no. I mean, it's opinion based. I don't. I, I think that this is an opinion thing. I don't think it's like it right or wrong. Okay. Well, we we look it up later, I guess. But it, the Wanda she is when she's in the other universe is a totally different person. It's a different Wanda. She possesses her and then drives around like a puppet. Same thing. Yeah, she, she dream walks her. Yeah. So it's not the same character. It's two different characters. As far as the thing with the Professor X mind, I mean, I guess there's an opening there for what you're saying. I I can see what you're saying. Maybe. I don't think that's the case, but I don't know if there's any... It doesn't ever tell us that for sure. I assume, based on who she was... How she was driving on the body, that that's the mind of the proper Wanda from that universe. Because the way she's dressed. But I mean, I guess there's, there's a possibility that's the Wanda trapped inside the evil Wanda which is possible. And you're right, Doctor Strange's line is kind of weird, but I don't... I still don't think that's the case. But, I mean, I guess it could be. But regardless of that little piece there, I see what you're saying about no funeral, no, no like, send-off. I guess, I don't know, that, that part is a little weird, actually, because even if you're playing a returner and something else, there still should have been something, even if it's just Doctor Strange saying words on top of the building. Because she crushes herself and destroys the building, sends Strange away, he still should have come and said something. Or done something. That is a little weird. Okay. I mean, that piece... I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't feel like it breaks the movie, but most of my complaints don't break the movie either. But that is a little weird, considering all the other movies, we got basically a, a send-off for the characters. Even with Gamora, we got a send-off. So, like, not quite the same, but we got a send-off with, with Quill. See, so yeah, that is a little weird. I say, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah, that, I mean, she just gets no, she gets nothing. Right. And that's why I was just kind of like. I mean, when it comes to the redemption arc, there's not a full arc. It's like, it's a quick redemption at the end when she realizes she has to destroy everything. But it's not the second leg of that. Like, I mean, Iron Man gets the whole funeral and Black Widow gets the, the, the grave visit. So, I mean, you're right. This one doesn't get anything, which is, even if you're going to return from the dead, it's still a little weird that's not there. And even the Doctor Strange of that one universe who they, that Black Bolt destroys, like, they still give him a statue because the people need heroes. And it's well, just right. Like, well, their, their world, the whole cover up is they didn't want the world to know they were as dark as they are. And, like, that part. So I, kind of, so I got a question for you about that and how you feel about it because this is, like, an opinion thing for sure. So I kind of think that the way we deal with the, the Illuminati, so Black Bolt, Reed, Professor X, other Captain Marvel, and Carter. I think that's a send off to those, those those franchises. Not necessarily the only one that I don't I have a hard time with being sure about that is is on the Fantastic Four. So what I mean by that is the guy playing Black Bolt is the guy from the TV show. It's the same actor, right? So the same guy plays Black Bolt in the TV live action show, which was not right. well received. Is Black is this is the guy? He's the same Black dude Bolt. in the mask. Now right. on the show, he never wore the mask. Not that, that matters, but the way they kill him. And because so far in, in Kamala Khan's story on Miss Marvel, we haven't made her an inhuman. Now granted, I haven't watched the newest episode, so it is a good possibility they did it in the new one. So keep in place time where we're having this conversation. But because they haven't made her an inhuman, I think that we're done with the inhumans in movies for quite a while. I don't think we're going to see them. I think that's what Popping Black Bolt was all about. I think the same thing with Professor X, with the, his head being turned around. We'll get a Professor X at some point, but it's not going to be Patrick Stewart. Oh, I don't think Patrick... I think... I don't... It was a send-off, maybe, to right. Patrick Stewart. Well, not, not the character's a namesake, but that version of the character, yes. I, that's what I think. Uh, when it comes to John to Krasinski playing the part of Fantastic Four, Reed Richards, well, the Internet's wanted him to be that for, for a very long time. Him and his wife, both. And I think those are good ideas, but I kind of wonder if it's like, a, well, there you go. He's fan- Mr. Fantastic. Shut up. I, I don't know if that's what it is or not, but my brain says it might be. Mm, I don't. Do you think, so you think they might move forward with him? I mean, I don't think the, the rumor is he's to. supposed to direct the, the Fantastic Four film, which would make sense because he also directed both quiet places and he's in there with his wife, but, and star in it though. Right. Which like, I mean, why wouldn't they make somebody who the fans love? And have been wanting to play that character, help take him and help revive a franchise that has had nothing but garbage happen to it. Right. No, and that's why I said he's the only one of the group that I don't think that of. And it's weird that they turn him into silly string or whatever. Well, Rambo wouldn't make any sense as Captain Marvel. Well, that particular but- actress. So that's not that's not Monica. That's Monica's mom. Yeah. The actress, but she had, her contract was for one more movie and. This way we don't have to see her in anything else. I mean, as far as a character, I don't think we'll see her in Marvels because she's always supposed to have passed away as a character. That's when, when Monica Rambeau first comes back from the blink. Right. She wakes up and finds out that her mom died of cancer. That's who that actress was. Oh, I know. So like. I'm, I'm just saying that like, I don't, that's, is it just a send off to that actress then? I think so. I mean, I, I, 
As far as flashbacks, I mean, because the yes, so we can see her again. So that's my. So I guess what you're saying there. So they, you thought this was a send off to all those actors, those actors as but, those characters, but not. The, well, but she was never. She was never Captain Marvel though. No, but they wouldn't have her there as just mom. That wouldn't make any sense. Right. I think that people wanted to see Patrick Stewart. Oh, for sure. And it was it was kind of an ode to the animated series more than anything. It wasn't an ode to the. Well, and they're going to do that animated. Return. They're doing that Caesar series of animated cartoons again. They're doing a brand new series of them. Right, but I don't think that it was a a send off to necessarily like the Fox franchise of X Men. I think it was just like a hey, P- and this is Patrick Stewart's one last shot at right playing Professor X for in, in live action. I think, I think it was just kind of like proper a, Marvel. Style. I think it was just like a hey, this is cool. Right. I mean, and I I don't think I don't necessarily think they're done with that that character as Black Bull either. No. No, not necessarily. I guess we'll see. I just don't think we're going to see the Inhumans anytime soon. And that, that particular actor is actually uh, over uh, on that new Star Trek show playing Captain Pike. Right. So, like, franchise-wise, I mean, he's got other things he's doing, but... Yeah, I don't... My brain says that's what it is. It's a send-off for those characters with those actors. And I don't think we'll see... Like I said, I don't think we'll see the Inhumans anytime soon. I mean, I, I'd expect an X-Men franchise way before an Inhuman try again just because of the way they had built it and how they basically were trying to replace the X-Men with the Inhumans in the comic books and it didn't go well there either and then they bought Fox and it didn't matter. Right. Which is all just a crazy mess. As far yeah. as casting Krasinski, you like him? Oh, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's you have to have, I think you have to have somebody that high profile to, to say that. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a Spider-Man situation because nobody ever hated Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man no or hated Andrew Garfield. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like with the Fantastic Four stuff, people genuinely didn't like those films at all. Right. I mean, I think the second one got a little love, like the one with Silver Surfer in it was like, eh, people, like, eh, it's not bad. Right. Like most people seem to like the Surfer, but we're not fans of how they did Galactus. And the Surfer looked great. I mean, Galactus was weird. It makes sense from a science point of view to be a nanite cloud. It was. It was the books, Ultimates version. Yeah. I yeah I know. But as far as a general base, people didn't like it. They didn't like that Nanite Cloud thing. Well, for sure, because it's stupid. So, like, that particular movie was better than the, the Josh Trank movie, but <laughs> that's like... That didn't say much. Scraping the, yeah, exactly. It's like scraping the bottom of the barrel. It, I mean, No matter what anybody says, and, like, may, if the director would have had a, done his version and they wouldn't have cut... Well, it doesn't matter. I just I don't think it would no. have been that good of a film. No. As being a sci-fi film, if it was just a sci-fi movie, it'd be okay. But as soon as you make, cause like the first 30 minutes are pretty good. And then it goes completely off the rails after that. And like a lot of ways, like a lot, a lot. I mean, see previous Fantastic Four conversations like a hundred episodes ago or something. Uh, but yeah, it, as a thing, it's not, yeah, like you said, it's not saying a lot. But as far as the, uh, the reach out on the rest of it, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of really cool things that happen in this strange movie with all those characters. Everything visually looks really cool. I think uh, I like how how we have Wong doing things because I think that guy's awesome. Right, I do as well. Like he's Benedict. He's he's great. It's funny because they're both Benedicts. Benedict Wong, Benedict Cumberbatch. They're both that's that's their names, and that dude is he's great. Both of them are great. And the call back again to Army Darkness because like when we return to the body, that scene when he's, when the body climbs out of the quote unquote grave on top of the building. It's exactly Evil Dead. Right. 
No, Army of Darkness, excuse me. It's exactly Army of Darkness. The only thing missing is the lightning crash, but the rest of that scene is like the same scene where evil Ash climbs out of the graveyard. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, which is awesome. And like all the, all these scary moment parts, like some people think it's too much, but I, I, I don't, I feel like there's enough humor in the middle that it balanced the rest of that out. Well, I, I was a huge fan of the scene where he like goes to the orchard and then it just starts like pulling away and it's just like, Oh, melts around him. Yeah. It is. It's just burning and desolation. And like, I thought that was pretty incredible. No, it's an awesome, awesome scene. Like callback wise, I think they did a really good job with their trailers because their trailers, you never guessed who the bad guy was. Like you never did. Cause I mean, from the trailers, did you think that that was going to be the handful we got from Wanda? Just from the trailers, not from some people said afterwards, not from just from the initial trailers. Did you think, Oh, Wanda's the bad guy? I thought there was a Wanda that was a bad guy. Sure. Well, being multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did show evil Wanda a few they did. times. So I, yeah, I knew Wanda was going to be a bad guy. I didn't know which version. Right. I didn't know which Wanda was going to be the bad one and which one was going to be the good one. Well, by the time we got to the third trailer and she's talking about how they give you a statue and then they make, you know, they make, they make me burn. Like when she's comparing herself to Stephen Strange and the reward between the two things. Like it's, uh, it's clear there we're dealing with at least one version where it's bad, but I didn't expect it to be the one from the proper universe. That's for sure. So I feel like they did a pretty good job keeping that a secret or hiding it with the trailers. Because a lot of times that all that stuff goes a tiny bit too far. So I feel like that was pretty good. I, I do kind of wonder, like, in the grand scheme of choices, this movie you can watch by itself, but if you never watch WandaVision, there's a lot of things that are questioned that would make not, not, it wouldn't be impossible to understand, but you'd be like, I don't get what's going on. How do we get here? So I don't know if that's a tool to try to drive people to see that if they didn't. I don't feel like you have to have seen it, but it clearly starts in a place that's very different compared to where we see her last with the end game. Well, yeah, I agree. Um, I think my biggest, that was one of my other big, bigger issues, just like even with WandaVision is like it kind of fizzled out at the end. You know, I don't necessarily agree with that, but we have different reasons for that. But like when it goes into this, it was like, okay, cause it's leading into the next thing. And then it fizz, like her character fizzled out of the end too. That's like, eh, she got crushed under a big temple. Oh well. Oh, she saved, she sacrificed herself to destroy the dark hold. I know why, I know. Yeah. I, well, you're not hearing what I'm saying though. Like, like Dr. Strange and Wong and everybody's like, eh, she died under a temple. Whatever. <laughs> Move on with their lives. <laughs> they weren't like, man, like, it's like, I can't believe she fell to the dark, but at the end of it, she came back. Well, they, there was nothing there. there was, like what you said, there wasn't any memorial to wrap up in a bow. I'll give you that. I hadn't thought about that before, but you saying that does make me think there should have been one more scene, even if it's just Doctor Strange dropping ashes on top of the building. Something. There should have been something. And the fact that there was nothing. I don't care if it's even him just standing on the mountaintop looking at it like he's sad and acting like he's saying a prayer or something. But the fact there's nothing is kind of, is lackluster. So that, I, I see what you mean. Or he could have made a statue on top of that rubble and been like, people need, people need heroes. Sure. I mean, you know, as, I, there's a million, million things he could have done and he, like, or, that somebody could have done. The and no, and nobody there's just did. nothing is the problem. Ultimately, the world doesn't look at the, her the same way as a character, but they on the inside of the Avengers still should have. So I, I see what you're saying. 
And it, I do feel like, okay, I, I can agree that's a missing step. I hadn't thought about that before because I just assume she's coming back. But even if she is coming back, it doesn't change the fact there still should have been something there to put a cap on that. Yeah, I mean, and the yeah. fact there's not, is and, I, and that's fine. That's fine if she comes back, and if that, she comes back with, with that show, that's cool. You know, I and I think that's be a rad way to do it, right? But, but, but as a thing, it doesn't matter. They still should have something to cap it where it is, because until we get to the next leg, there is no answer. And for all we know, there is no answer. That's the end of it, and we're just done with her. So. I mean, there should have been something. And if they are just done with her, it makes it even worse. Right. So I, that part, I, I like I said, I hadn't thought about that before, but I see what you're saying. So now I have three things I don't like about that movie. Because there was only two before, and like I said, it need, none of them break the movie. Like that So what's the second one? That doesn't even break it. The first one we know. The numbers? That's the first one. Right. Well, what's the, what's the second one? We didn't really talk one? about it, but we'll talk about the second one. Yeah, the, the first one we'll get to last, but right. like... So the the second problem I have is that when we when we get to the other universe, I'm completely okay with believing the idea that there is a Wanda that went through the same stuff that got transformed by Hydra or whoever to have her powers and then has kids, but we're told they're real kids. Okay, I can even believe they're real kids. I can even believe they look the same because say our Wanda saw a dream of them and that's what she created the magic ones out of. Cool, completely can buy it. My problem is there's no there's no father figure. And if we're to believe, and I'm not saying we have to have a character. I don't care who the dad is. It could be Kevin Feige. I don't care. There should have been, in the pictures we see at the house, we see birthday parties, we see pictures of the boys, we see pictures of her with the boys, and we see the one pic- creepy picture that turns and looks at you, which is awesome. There should have been a picture with a father figure. Even if this is the back of his head, it doesn't matter. There should have been something there because they sell us the idea that these kids are real kids. They're not magic kids. They're real. They sell us the idea this Wanda has the powers because we see her use them when she flies out of the dimensional portal jumping book place. They say what it's called. I can't remember what it's called because she flies back to the doorway to go back to her kids. So that Wanda has those powers too. So that means all the stuff that, that happened, at least some version of it. Now it doesn't have to happen the same way because clearly the Avengers aren't quite what they were in our universe, in this universe. But at some point, Something was done to her that gave her the powers, which for our universe, it's Hydra taking both her and Quicksilver and doing science experiments on them until they had magic powers. Or quick powers, whatever. So something like that happened to her, and in our world, she finds a vision, they become a thing, and we move forward with the world. So that means somewhere in that world, there is no vision, because vision can't have kids. He's a robot. Doesn't matter. He's a robot. But the fact that we had no, like, hint at a father figure... It makes a hole in the movie. Does it destroy the movie? No, it doesn't. Not at all. But the entire time, I kept wondering, well... Well, if, that, well, if that's a reality... Right. And I thought about that as well, but if that's a reality that includes Professor X and Black Bolt, that means that there are mutants and inhumans. Which also means that Wanda has had relationships with multiple other peoples, including Wonder Man, over the years. True. So Wonder Man could exist in that universe, and they just don't want to reveal him yet. I mean, maybe. There and, still should have been vi- something. But Vision doesn't exist in that universe, probably, because Ultron does exist as a good, as, like, is, using, what he was su- him. Yeah. is what he's supposed to be, was originally what Tony Stark saw him as. Right. So, like, Vision probably doesn't exist. Which is fine. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, like, it's probably Wonder Man, because it's, it's or he's, I think she's also had relationships with, like, Cyclops. 
Uh, I don't necessarily remember. I'm pretty sure that like I was reading the list of people that she had relationships with, and it could it could have been a bunch of other people that she had relationships sure. with. And like I said, I don't care who it is. There just should have been something to sell this idea that there was a dad figure. I don't care who it is. I mean, maybe they want to leave stage of the game, even if it's just the back of a guy's head, like something. But the fact there is nothing just is. Well, who do you think took all the pictures? Me. I mean, that's I mean, that's okay. Hmm. It still doesn't answer the question, but okay, that makes it a little better. And then if that person died, that makes it a tiny bit better. And if that person died, she just doesn't want remembrances of him all over the house. Hey, yeah, but if it was a happy relationship, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a thing. But I can understand if the avenue of the pictures being taken were taken by the person. Okay, I, I can let you explain that away, Mister Director. That didn't put the thing in the movie. Okay, I I, I, I guess I can live with that. That's a really weird one to me. Like, it just, that, that, it you, was that, a hole that I kept thinking that, like, who is this kid's dad? Like, what is going on? Well, that, if that, that the fact that that bothers you so much, that's, it's, it's weird that that bothers you. Hmm. Like, that's, of all the things. Like that, I like, said, nuance, man. It's all about nuance. It's not, I don't know if you know what nuance means. Pretty sure that, you know, maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe I don't. Nuance would be like, just the, like. The simplicity of it, right? Yeah, the simplicity of not having yeah, to show it. Exactly. So it is a nuance. I do know what it means. I'm I am not, using I'm not having to show it though. No. The, the nuance of it, yeah, the nuance of it not being there. But we, this is like the, we've talked about this multiple times in episodes where huh. you, you, like, if they just would have done this one thing, it would have made it better for me. Oh, and it's just like, yeah. maybe they need to leave it up to the, the viewer to like decide. Yeah, if you have to write the, your own headcanon, they're not doing their damn jobs. That's not true. It makes every movie perfect because you just explain it yourself however you want it to be. There's no problems with movies because you explain it your way yourself. Exactly. Most, in my head mo- canon. most things make you wait till the end of the kind of come up with your own idea. Like, what did you think happened mm. at the end of that? No, that's not. No, they, they don't. They, no, no, not at all, man. In the Maverick, they, they all escape. Nobody dies. They all get back to the ship and they try to build a life. That's that. There's no mystery there. It's an, it's an ending. There's no mystery. Did him and Goose get along from, or not Goose, other kid Goose get along forever? Doesn't matter. There's no mystery there. If it's your own headcanon, then it means every movie's perfect. So it doesn't, because you just explain it yourself however you want to. But I, so I can't prescribe to that as a thing. But yeah, as a thing, it bothered me. Can I see the idea of the hand holding the camera? Okay, sure. That's actually a super good explanation. I just wanted an answer of who the father or the kids were. No, it's a secret because it's probably going to bring okay. in other characters for like the. And if it brings in Wonder Man, that's awesome. But I don't think we're going to get a Wonder Man simply because we skipped past him to get the Vision. Uh, we got Shang Chi, but we didn't get Wonder Man. Come on. No, we didn't. And I know, but we got Shang Chi, but we're not going to get a Wonder Man. Yeah, but what what's Wonder Man's main payoff in the comic books? He's the mindset for Vision. He's the one who causes Vision to be what Vision is. Okay. So we don't need that because we already have Vision's mind. We already have a Vision that doesn't have the soul. But he doesn't have a mind anymore. That. So maybe they need. Maybe no, they combine him. The end of WandaVision, he downloads all that memory that he, the magical one, put all the memory he had into the other one. That's how they stop the fight. So all those memories are there. The heart of it's not because he doesn't have the mind stone. Maybe he gets his heart from that universe from the Wonder Man. I mean, if we get a Wonder Man, I guess he could give him a heart. That's true. Just like the Tin Man, that would make sense actually. It's too bad that made sense just now. <laughs> I find it highly unlikely we get a Wonder Man. That's all. 
highly unlikable. Of all the random crap we've gotten in the MCU, and you think that they're not going to do like a character I'm just going to say, Wonder big. Man, I don't think it's prescribed his own movie. Shang-Chi? Yeah, he well, can. He no, he can't. Circle around him. Because it's dumb. Shang-Chi is a dumb no, film. No, it's not. It doesn't make any sense for the MCU. As far as them picking to do him? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. And even the chance to bring him into the MCU, like into like uh, meeting other people, was through Wong, correct? Right. Okay. And they don't even put him in Doctor Strange. So that means Wong went goes and meets him after this film, or before. That's it sounds a good question, because some people want to believe that, again, headcanon can explain everything, Josh. Yeah, explain it to me. That's a good thing, because like... When, when he meets they him? Com- they connect. He's like, come with me. I need your help. Would right. you not cons- think that that's going to be for Doctor Strange? At this point, no. Yeah, because you've already seen Doctor Strange, yeah. but at the end of Shang-Chi, you would have thought that. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? I assumed it was for the next leg of whatever had to do with the ring. The, all, the rings in general, like the is signal it, is from it be, space. Is it because at the end of it, you needed him to say, come and help me with Doctor Strange? He had no. to say it to... Sh- to, to sh- Not at all. Not at all. As far as open-ended, I assume that what that would be is about the rings calling whatever they're from. And since we know they're from a spaceship... It's a totally different thing than dealing with Doctor Strange entirely. Why is Wong on a spaceship? Wong's not on a spaceship. The rings are from a spaceship. I know, but why would Wong be coming to get him to go to a spaceship? He wouldn't be. He he comes and gets him in general. So did you not watch the after credit scenes when yeah. they were talking about him? They're talking about the signal happening. That's what they're there to talk about. He gets them to take them to Shane. That's why he comes and collects them from the restaurant for. So they can talk about the rings. There's no second step after that. They talk about the ring signaling a signal, and they're not sure if the signal is calling or sending. Right. That's where that ends. But why would Wong be the one that comes and gets him? Because Wong studying the rings? Isn't that what happened when he left? I just don't know why he would come get Shang-Chi. Like, if, if he's... Why wouldn't he call space people? Why would he come get Shang-Chi? because well, he found out that Shang-Chi's rings... The whole reason he comes back to get him at the restaurant in the first place is so he can tell him what he found out about the rings. What they learned about the rings. That's he's the, he's the sorcerer supreme at that point. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just be like, I'm going to call the guardians. I know guys who like have been to space. I'm not going to worry about this guy who like couldn't figure out how to use his rings very good. I'm not going to go back <laughs> to that guy and talk to him about him. I'm going to actually go to the like people who are in space and like try and figure that out on a different level. Well, I assume because the rings that Shang-Chi is using. Uh-huh. So he figured the guy using them needed to know about them. So that way he get Shang-Chi too. I hope not, because it's. I'm not going go, <laughs> to watch did, it. I can't believe you didn't like that movie. Ah, it's terrible. No, it's, it's not. It's the worst one. Worse than Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah, by a thousand percent. Oh, man, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Comparison worse than Dark World? Yeah, actually. Oh, my God, no, that's not true. I can understand you You don't like the movie, that's fine, but it's not worse than... It is. As, a Marvel, no. as far as Marvel movies go... It's it's the worst one. I think you have to pull up a ranking to make that believable. In your mind, okay, sure. Okay, we've gone through these all together before, and it's the I, again. I don't know why you think that Captain Marvel's so terrible. It's not. It's a great Captain Marvel film. It's a great Marvel film. Well, ultimately, it's a matter of opinion, regardless as far as numbers. And you don't have like Shang Chi, like at all. But number wise, it is better. View-wise, I mean, I guess you'd have to look at full dollar amount, and I don't care enough to do that. So, at the end of the day, like whatever movies you like, but stack in the world, it's a matter of opinion. So, and I disagree with that opinion. So, as far as that, I mean, which I guess is pretty normal, par for the course, I guess. But as far as Doctor Strange, ultimately we both like it, regardless of my few, like, whatevers. 
and your whatevers, right? Right. Okay. So back on the topic, sort of. Sort of. So I feel like that we, your little like photo thing it needs to get bumped down to number three with your issues with the film. And like the fact that Wanda gets zero funeral or remembrance gets <laughs> go, it goes to at least number two. As far as placement of my complaints, that one wasn't one initially rated at all because I expect her to come back. But, but again, as a thing, but, but even, again. If, even if she doesn't, yeah, okay, agreed. <laughs> Just being like, agreed. It's like I'm giving, whenever I'm somebody giving, dies in the comic book, be like, instead of being sad about, like when Alfred died, you were sad. Alfred could still come back in the car. Oh, the he comics. might, he might. The Robert but you were like really, really sad about it. It was aggravating because no one cared. Exactly. That's my. Yeah. There you go. That's no, my point. Yeah. No, and like I said, there's your one shock of a win. That's what you get. That's it's because I, I I agree and I see your reasoning. And I can understand why it should be there, and the fact that it's not is aggravating. So you know how I am always like, if they said one thing, that's exactly the same thing. You're no different. It's exactly the same thing. Because if they would have done a funeral, no, it's not one thing. It's it's literally it saying goodbye it's to somebody. Thing. It's one thing. It's saying goodbye to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's added, not that's not a little thing. Out of that one thing, that's not a little thing. Though it would make the movie a lot. Showing better. the back of somebody's head in a photograph mm-hmm. in the back of a scene is a little thing. Sure. Okay, saying goodbye to somebody who helped you save the world on multiple times, mm-hmm. who was you considered a friend, who you would go to for help. They turn be- on you and try to kill you, but yes, yeah, but still, after knowing that it was because she was corrupted by an evil book. No, I agree. I'm not. And saying then not giving her any remembrance isn't a little thing, though. Between the two things, if I had an option of which one to fix or which one to put in, I would put in the funeral thing instead. Not a fuel but bone funeral. I put in yeah. something. Okay, but it's not the same though. Yeah. Okay, but it's yeah. If okay, if you're just gonna blow it off like that, then that's ridiculous. No, no I agree. Because of the it, two things is more important. No, but you just told me that it's the same thing, and it's not. Well, it's the same thing as all my other complaints in life about movies. That's what I meant. Not the level of what it is. No, you told me that Stacking I'm. You, wise, no, you literally just told told me that I'm a hypocrite and I'm the same because like they didn't do this one little thing. That's not a little thing. That's a really big thing. Okay. That that a character died and they okay. don't even pay her any remembrance. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Really? Oh, well, I don't know what else you want me to say about that. As a thing, I agree with you. It should have been there. No, but you just call, you call me a hypocrite, though. Because you want something to be there that's not there. It's the same thing as what I usually want. <laughs> but your thing's more important than my things. That's the difference. I get it. In this okay. situation, yeah. Okay. You said there's one more problem you had with the movie? Or is it the I don't have a problem. You do. So it's my problem. Okay. And this is the one you're going to explain away, which I think I'm, I know your explanation, but okay. So if we're at that point in the show, then, as far as things are concerned, my real problem with the movie is that they make the universe 616, and it's not. The comic books are 616. Now, you can say that Dr. Girlfriend had the number wrong, and that because it's her universe, her universe made it 616. It's still, the fact of the matter is that you said it was 616, and it's not. Because the comic books are the real universe. No matter how much money the movies make... Without the comic books, there is no movies. So, as a thing, the 616 universe is the comic book universe, not the movie universe. Why they didn't call it anything else? Because they could have. They could have called it 612-815-0309, the letter A. They could even call it the MCU. And they never said what it meant. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. They should have called it a different number. That way the things can be parallel. And both universes exist at the same time and not matter. Because all of us treat it that way anyway, right? 
the movie universe is its own universe, right? Yeah, but okay. So, so how can it be the six so, six universe? So this is going to fix something for me before okay. I tell you my my how how I explain it away. Okay. In the comic book continuity, uh-huh. in comic book continuity, in the multiverse, in the Marvel comic books, is there an MCU universe? There's not. Okay. There you go. That's my. That's how I'm going to explain it away. Because in the MCU universe, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse, the main universe, the 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 OG is six one six in the in the movies. So the one that the one that ends with. So M- what you're saying is they're parallel universe. I think I've heard this before. That they are parallel realities. No, I'm saying that they're not. They're not. It's not comic books versus screen in this one. It's in the film versions of this universe. Right. It's the prime universe. Right. Okay. So the two universes are completely separate universes. They're not aligned to each if, other. If there was a universe that ha- that has crossed over in the comic books at some point that includes characters from the MCU versions of them... Not in the fashion that's crossed over. They've done movie adaptions in the comic books, but but they if they crossed over into the regular six one six universe, not the more of then then that wouldn't matter. Then that then I'd be then you could say what you're saying, right? But what I'm saying is in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, the multiverse that exists now because of the fracturing of everything, right. In that situation, the main Prime Universe. Where Thanos came and Iron Man sacrificed himself, yeah, etc., yeah. is is the six one six version. It's the it's the, it is the six one six version in the MCU because the two things don't exist on the same plane. Exactly because one is a printed uh, printed version yeah. and one is a cinematic version. I still think it's a disservice to the fandom doing it that way, but I I, I can see what you're saying. I I don't. And the reason I don't think it's a disservice, and I'll t- here's why I'll say that, is because I'd say 70% of people who read comic books couldn't tell you what the number in the, in the comic books is. That's probably true. It is a very elitist snob kind of thing. Exactly. And so, like, this is you, like, being somebody who owns a comic book store and somebody who has spent the majority of their lives reading comic books and paying lip service to that, mm-hmm. you're going to defend it with all with, at all costs. But because of as things have gone, they're what they're doing. I think is giving them respect by calling it. Hey, this is the six one six. They're throwing it. They're giving it a comic book shout out, saying this is the OG in the in the in in the cinematic universe, and that's why we're calling it that. Yeah, I I mean I can see what you're saying. I just think that it would have done the fandom better if you made the two things different numbers of each other. Because then then, then could, it wouldn't. Then there would have been no point in numbering it. If you're not going to say the six one six thing and give it the shout out, there's no point in numbering it. No point in numbering the universes at all. Yeah. So you think in all the universes they are following through that none of those could have been the comic book universe? I mean, they weren't because we didn't see comic books. That probably explains why we didn't see comic books instead. We saw paint and not comics. So the two planes are never to cross. Yeah, exactly. So as long as they never do, I guess it'll be fine. If they do, then at that point, it's a major problem. But you can see where the complaint is, right? 
And if they would have called it some well, when, other number. When you were first talking about this, you were basically saying somebody said, somebody said, somebody said, like telephone kind of thing. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I waited for that that scene to come up in the movie specifically. Right. And I rewound it and watched it a few times. And I was like, that's not what they're saying at all. What they're saying, what they're saying is that the, the main universe in the movies is this one, the one that that Doctor Strange exists in. Right. Just like if you're reading a comic book and... It's the main universe. In the it's comics. the main universe in right. the comic books. That's yeah. all that they're saying. I, I see. I see what you're saying. I and guess, if, but if you're going to make him step different and still refer to the comics as the as the main universe, and then the Marvel Cinematic Universe is something different, and a number it something different, then you have to have a crossover in the in the printed form. You have to have a crossover, yeah. or it's pointless. You could, or just don't number him at all in the movie. Sure. Because if you number him in the movie and you number it something different, people are like. What what's what's universe nine nine four two? That's well, I don't know what that is. Let's look into it. And it's like no, it just makes it a new universe. That's all. Because now the opposite problem is what's really happening. So in six one six, Iron Man's dead, right? And they're in the comic book shop, standing there looking at Iron Man comic. No, he's he's right there. He's he's alive in the comic books. They're not the same. Has that happened? Yes, it has. Surprisingly enough, it has. Then you say, well. That's not how that works. There's, it's, oh, no, yeah. it's the prime universe it. in the, in the oh, movies. Yeah. That's why they're, they're paying it. I didn't explain it that way. Because well, initially, when I, th- I didn't think about them being two separate things altogether. As far as a thing, we've always, us as fans in general, have always treated them like they're two different things. Like the MCU, that's why we call it that. Because the MCU universe, the Marvel Comics universe is the movies. That's why it's well, I think called Marvel that way. Cinematic Universe is what it stands Whatever. for. Oh, yeah, that's right. MCU, Marvel Cinematic so, Universe, you're right. And, and, I, and I know what you're saying, but like that's why I asked you before I said anything, if they've ever crossed over in printed form. I don't think so. And until that happens, other you know than, what I mean? Other than the movie adaptions, and the movie adaptions, they're just adaptions of the movies. So they're not actually... They're comic books, but so, they're not... So they're adaptions to the yeah, 616 Universe. Not, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not actually a crossover... They're comics, so I mean, yes, it's appeared in the comic books, but they haven't appeared in a way that, like, movie Black Widow has showed up to see regular Black Widow or any of that kind of mixing, matching. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, it, it, yeah, it's a mar- it's a it's a cinematic adaption right, right. of the six one six universe. Yeah. I'm, okay. It still bugs me. I wish they had done something different. But as far as the thing, so I mean, I I can understand if you if you would say if you would have said. I wish they wouldn't have numbered them at all. Well, I'm okay with them numbering them. But then, th- but, but that, that you can't do that. It's either one or the other. You, you have to either not number them, or you have to refer to that as the Prime Universe, which is the six one six universe of Marvel Comics. It's one or the other. You can't name the cinematic universe a different number. Why not? Because then you have to you have to connect them eventually. Well, I mean, either way, you don't have to. I don't think we're ever going to see. When it comes to the grand scheme of numbers, like the, she says it's number 616, right? How, how many universes do we see him fall through? Like maybe 20? Maybe? If you count America Chavez as one, I guess you'd have to go through and count how many different ones there were. I never did that. But I guarantee you we didn't see 160 of them. 600. No, 16. Six, six, well, yeah. Or 838, yeah. actually. You get what I'm saying, yeah. We didn't see that many. The definitely didn't see that many. Correct. But you would have to show it in the written form if you were going to do it that way. They might at some point. They just haven't. So as far as the grand scheme of things go, if they don't ever do it, then I guess it's fine. It doesn't change the fact that I would still like it better if they were existing in the same circle 
kind of like how the Rick and Morty comic books work. Like Rick and Morty, the TV series, and the comic book series are different universes that run next to each other. But Rick and Morty is all about different universes anyway. So for them, it's not that different. And TV Rick and Morty and comic book Rick and Morty would look exactly the same so they could run into each other pretty regular because it's their whole pattern. Yeah, so that's a bad example. But No, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Because like Rick and Morty, the comic books, are not the same two Rick and Mortys from the TV show. They're different entities. It's the same concept, just that one, they can bridge them different because of their drawings. This idea, I see what you're saying, that if we had movie Chris Evans-looking version of Captain America show up and he stands there next to comic book version of Chris Evans or of Captain America, then that would cause a break in the the system we're talking about. But making the primary Marvel Universe for the movies, 616 for the movie universe, and then the comic book universe, 616 for the comic book universe, and the two things sitting next to each other like... I don't know, soy milk and regular milk or 1%, 2% or whatever. They're different mediums, though, so like that's why that works. Right. No, understandable. And I see what you're saying. I was to like it better if it was a different number, but as far as it being outrageous, not as outrageous when you think about it that way. And I see what, what they're going for. So as a thing, I mean, I guess I can make it okay. I mean, since all of it's headcanon anyway, I guess it's fine. It still bothers me, but in grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what I think anyway. So, not well. It does you know. matter on this podcast because it's your podcast, and we're discussing Doctor Strange, so it does matter. No, so saying it doesn't matter is like then we shouldn't have ever it's had the conversation. It's not going to affect Kevin Feige at all. I, I would I, still like it better. I don't think that it's a Kevin Feige thing, though. I think it was a decision that they made on the grant. Then it's most it's John Favreau because he's the one that kind of started the MCU. Yeah, but he's not in charge of it. Yeah, but he started it though. Doesn't matter. So he, he probably and he's probably an executive producer on all this stuff, and they probably run stuff like this by him. You know, I'd have to go look at the credits. I don't think so. You don't think John Favreau was anywhere in the in the credits whatsoever for Doctor Strange Two? Yeah. Highly unlikely. As a producer or anything? I don't think so. I mean, we could check, but I don't think so. I don't think he's been on at list as a producer of movies since probably after Endgame. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think he had a hand in Shang-Chi at all. But I, I mean, I'd have to look through the credits to see that to be sure. But as far as driving the boat, Kevin Feige is the guy in charge of everything over there. Since those movies came out, Kevin's the one in charge. Favreau still started the ball rolling for sure. And without Iron Man doing well... This would never have happened. Correct, but it's still the same universe, though. Post Endgame, it's still the yeah, same universe. You're, you're trying to tell me you think 28 movies ago when they did Iron Man one, he's like, oh yeah, and then when we get to the movie 28, um, this is where the universe will fit, and it'll be this number. I don't think so. Yeah, but also you're trying to, but your your explanation, what you kind of want to believe in your head because you want to be angry at Feige for some reason. Oh no, I'm not angry. Is that at him. like you want to be angry at the fact that he's trying to say that MCU is the main universe and not the written for, form of the of comic books? And up until looking at from the idea that they're two separate things altogether, meaning that they never touch. So as long as we never have a comic book version of any of these characters in there, and as long as we never have a movie version of the characters in the comic books, and the two things stay in their own lanes, and I guess it, it really doesn't matter. It's not a problem because they're separate lanes, like completely. And comic books have already kind of started drawing Tony Stark like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. 
as far as like looks concerned. But they've already started doing that. So the comic books have already started pulling from that, that aspect, trying. It's not any different than when people thought Tom Cruise was going to be him and they made him look like Tom Cruise a little bit. I mean, right now, current Falcon or Captain America on cover A is drawn very like Anthony Mackie. Exactly. Inside the books, not so, so much. So basically, the, what they're saying in that, in that, at that respect is that they're the same, they're both the 616 universe. Yeah, that automatically breaks what you were just saying. If they're, if they're the same universe. Well, com- the- comic books are pulling from the films just as much as the, like, just as much as the films are pulling from the comic books from the main universe. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I can, I, I can agree with you on the looks of things. Starler's not drawn like Chris Pratt. I mean, yet. But as soon as one artist does that, I mean, the Ultimate Universe version of, um, what's his name with the eye patch? Sam Jackson. Nick Fury. Oh, Nick Fury. He was drawn like Sam Jackson before Sam Jackson was cast as Nick Fury. Right. Like years before it. Because the guy drawing it was like, I'm drawing like Sam Jackson, so he did. So those two things don't beget each other at all. No. But- the way things are happening now, art-wise, yeah. If you're an artist hired tomorrow to draw Iron Man, what would you use for reference? You can go back and use the stuff from the 60s? No. You can use the modern stuff, which would be Robert Downey Jr., and I completely understand that. As far as like an art preference and choice, it's just a matter of like who's currently cast for whatever part it is. But I wouldn't necessarily say that's influencing the two things story-wise at all, but maybe it is. Well, but one one can influence story-wise. So like the films are pulling story-wise from the written word, but then the artist can pull stylistically how people look from the films. Sure. As far as drawing or art's concerned, I mean, it makes the most sense if you're going to try to draw something, especially when you come into something brand new as an artist, it, you're not going to make your own take. Like, you're not going to totally draw Tony Stark different. You're going to try to draw him what the most popular version of him is. Right. That way people, when they see him, are like, oh, that's who that is. Exactly. So, like, is, until they recast somebody else to play Iron Man, which, I mean, I don't know if they ever will. I did think it was really funny when the trailers were coming out, like, people were so adamant that they're like, oh, it's Tom Cruise, he's the ultimate Iron Man. Or the, was it ultimate? No, not ultimate. Um, It's a different word. Uh, shoot. One of the versions of Iron Man, uh, not infamous, because that's the one that wore the Doctor Doom suit. I can't remember what the other one's called. Hmm. Anyway, people were adamant that's who they saw in the trailer. And it never was, I mean, obviously it was never Tom Cruise at this point in the game. But, like, as a thing, they were just sure that's who it was. I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, they're not going to recast somebody at this point. Even if it's another universe, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. And if you did. It's not going to be Tom Cruise. You never use Tom Cruise, especially for something you might turn into a franchise because he already has Mission Impossible happening and the dude, the dude's too busy first. I could see him cameo in something. He's old. But he's, he's older than Robert Downey Jr. He doesn't look it. I mean, Whatever they're feeding him at the Scientology camp works great. Baby's blood? Yeah, that's what I was expecting you to say. 100%. I've been trying to find a producer. Oh, there it is. Producer list. Let's see. Just out of curiosity. Nope, no Favreau. But I was looking at Shane Chi last. That's what I was looking at. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, without him getting ball rolling, it wouldn't be where we're at at all, so... It's not that I'm trying to not give the man credit, but he's not in charge of any of that stuff. 
but he did start it. So without him, there would be no MCU at all. We'd still be making weird Hulk movies, which would be unfortunate. So that's the thing. His place in the universe is, is, is very important. Not just because he's happy and he showed up in lots of movies as happy, but because without that ball of starting, this would never be a thing. So, I mean, there's no argument there whatsoever. The dude's fantastic. Like, all the stuff he's done for Star Wars has been just amazing. So, like, you can't really beat the dude when it comes to that. He's awesome. And overall, I mean, I like Doctor Strange just fine. Movie-wise, I think I think it's good. I still wish that the numbers would have been different. I see what you're saying, and that's a pretty good debunk as far as the universe is being balanced completely separate. And as long as the two things never cross, then it's fine. I do wish they would have... Now that you say that, it bothers me even more, actually, after us arguing about it for no reason. The the death sequence, they did need to be something as a send-off. Like, I don't care if it's dropping flowers on the mountaintop, something needed to happen. Because it didn't have to be big. And as far as the world's concerned, the last time the world saw her, she took control of a city and was a terrorist. But Doctor Strange and Wong... Not that Wong was that married to her, connected to her, but Doctor Strange should have done something. And I'm not saying we needed a giant statue or anything, but as far as a thing, there should have been something he did as a bereavement or as a mourning of the character, and they just don't do it. Do you have anything else to say about the movie proper, or you want to jump to the end credit catch? Um, I mean, mostly that, I mean, those are my big ones. Like, I knew that you hated the number thing. I mean, I still kind of do, but I'm warming up the idea of it. Well, I mean, I don't know. Again, like I said, I can't, I, I can't change your mind, but like it, there's no point. Cause I, I mean, there's no change in your mind. Like it is what no, it is, I'm, but I'm warming up to but, it. But ultimately, like your frustration of it doesn't really make any sense just because like if they're trying to make this the main, you know, like, like we're just repeating at this point, like it, it, it's the main, it's the main universe of the MCU. So it's going to be, it's the, it's the cinematic version of the 616. Right. So it's going to be called that. Yeah. Yeah. And what, like the only way to fix it wouldn't be to name, to number it a different number. Cause that wouldn't make any sense <laughs> with the application we're talking about. Yes. What the only way to make it, make you less angry about it would to be literally not, not give numbers at all. Well, they gave it the same number we did a crossover, but because there's been no crossover and chances of that actually happening is very unlikely. Right. Cause it would be a really think hard thing to do because like basically one would just be drawn a little bit more like the actor. Right. And then like you'd have to f- acquire the likeness rights of, of, right. of that actor specifically, yeah. which would be really no, hard to do as lot, well. There's a lot of reasons. So, I mean, that's why it's the main universe on the film side. Yeah. 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 That's why there's like the Sony verse probably has a different number. Than the six one six, which is like the the Spider Man and the cinematic six one six is well the Spider Man movies are, the part kid. Of, are part of the same thing. The other Spider Man movies, you mean like the Tobey Maguire and stuff? Those would be different numbers for sure. Exactly, those are different universes, yeah. so they're going to be numbered something different, right? So would Morbius, I guess, because Morbius doesn't necessarily connect either, and neither does Venom, not really. So until there's another, well, those are yeah, those all exist yeah. in like the Sonyverse, yeah, which is gonna have would have a technically a different number, it would yeah, because of where it fits in the grand scheme of things, they'd be different numbers, and since they have crossed over, they would they would definitely have their own designation as it was. Yeah, like I said, I'm warming up to that idea more and more, and I I have less hate for it now for sure. And with with that with that ironing of an explanation. 
that's not how I took it, took it initially. And as far as the thing, I, I think anybody else that's complaining about it probably didn't take it that way either. Does that mean they're wrong? I mean, guess with, with that application, yes. Yeah, they are wrong. It's so fine. as long as we don't do anything crossover-wise, because we see a magazine show up that's uh, our comic book that shows up, and we've got a photo of Chris Evans playing Captain America, and he's drawn next to other Captain America, then at that point they broke their own universe. But at this point, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, post-credit scene? Well, before that, timeline-wise... Yeah, yeah. This takes place before Moon Knight and before Hawkeye. They 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 listed like the oh in the in the grand scheme of releases the, the, the MCU like timeline they mm-hmm. posted today that this takes place be, and Shang Chi isn't on there yet I guess is because it's not on Disney Plus yet or something like that that's weird when I when I was reading the timeline thing and that's why I was frustrated about the Shang Chi thing because it's just like when does that take place because Wong obviously is still. I assume it took, now, and this is an assumption. But if it when, happens afterwards, and that's why they didn't call him in for help, but when they're calling people in for help, why wouldn't you call in all the powerful people you know and Shang-Chi be one of them to help defend? Well, to help fight, well, because he doesn't use magic. Well, he uses the rings, though, but he doesn't do spells. Like, what the what the, all the guys from Kun Lun were doing was shielding protection spells. But they were shooting arrows and doing other <sighs> that's stuff. That's true, they were attacking. Hmm. That's a good question. With where it fits in the world, I initially assumed that it fit during Spider-Man, but even that's kind of a question because it could exist between the time everyone else is blacked out. Could we never see any characters in that movie that would tell us it's not the case? I don't remember if if they mention people returning in that movie or not. We know the Moon Knights afterwards because they have the bus that has the logos on it for the company that's about find your life again, rebuild. They have that logo on those buses on the bus. So we know that's where that fits because of that. But Shang-Chi, I don't remember anything in that movie that happens that tells us it's before the return of people. In fact, I don't even remember if that movie mentions the people disappearing. So fit in the world, you know, I don't know. Um, I initially assumed where it fit was during Spider-Man, the No Way Home, because we have that point where Wong leaves to do something, but all the bags he's carrying, the way he's dressed in that movie and the way he's dressed in the other movie aren't the same, not that they would have to be, because when he leaves Doctor Strange at the, at the Sanctum, Sanctum Sanctorum, he goes someplace, and I assumed where he was going was to the Shang-Chi movie, where he fights in the ring against uh, Blonsky. But I don't know if there's enough. There's not enough pieces to make sure that's what that is, which explains why he's absent from the rest of of Spider-Man because he's over in the other movie. But you think that movie would also reflect something happening with the world changing? You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Like the way we end with Shang Chi and how separate it is in the garden area. Once they go over to the other, the other through the portal thing to the other reality, you wouldn't notice any of that anyway. But Wong's not there, because Wong never went to the Shang-Chi. So in Shang-Chi's movie, yeah, I think that's where it fits. I don't know that for a concrete fact, but if I was going to place it someplace myself, like a dartboard style, I would say it goes during Spider-Man 3. That's why I'd say it fits. 
because of the scenes when Wong leaves the sanct- sanct- Sanctum Sanctorum when it's all covered in snow, he tells Doctor Strange not to do any spells and he leaves. He goes to that portal to go do something else. I think that's where he goes to deal with the thing with Blonsky and the fighting arena and all the stuff he's doing on the side. Because when he fights Blonsky, they never say anything about him being the Sorcerer Supreme, but time in the world, if that's when it happens, he would have had to been. And it would also explain why he was gone so long, because he was out doing the fighting ring stuff for fun. So if Spider-Man happens at the same time, that's where I'd say it fits. I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe it sits nebulously between the five years. Because nothing in there, I don't think, says anything about it not being able to be during that time. So it could be in there, but if I was going to nail it to a movie, I'd say Spider-Man 3. That's what I would say. Again, it's a guess, but that's what I would say. Because nothing inside that movie tells it that it couldn't be there. And the way he exits Spider-Man would make sense with that movie also. Because he's doing things totally separate. So, if he was going to disappear on Doctor Strange to go out and do, you know, martial arts fighting for whatever reason, that would be where I think it fits. I can't see anything that would make it not fit there. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. I mean... Well, if it's not on the timeline yet, that's kind of weird. I'm kind of surprised that that's not. If they put everything else on there, why would that not, not be in there? I, I, I don't know. Hmm. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else before we do the end, the end credit thing? Mm, I don't think so. So end credit thing, like because there's two of them, right? The one that's funny, and the one that has the purple uniform, Clea. Which one's the funny one? The funny one's Bruce Campbell. Oh, right. Where he's just talking trash, which is hilarious. Because it's over. Yeah. Funny. But the Clea thing... I think that's pretty cool, especially since we started using the comic books. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So, as far as moving forward, movie-wise, I mean, I like that casting. I think that's cool. I think it's neat that we have her show up at all, because it was a character I never thought we'd see. So, I think that's cool. Well, she's been in the comics for ages. I mean, oh, we, yeah. We, we did, I mean, we, we went in a deep dive on her like a few episodes back when we did that. The The strange book, yeah. I just like that we saw her in the movie. I like that we have added her to the cast of characters. I think that's cool. I mean, to what end, I don't know. But I say there won't be any Wanda Man or Wonder Man, but man, did I ever think there was going to be a Clea? Nope. So, I mean, I guess maybe we'll see. Why wouldn't you put his one of his his most important characters? She's been a, one of his main characters. You're talking about Doctor Strange? Yeah. Clea. For, yeah. I just never I, thought we'd go that far with what we're doing with, with, with Strange, but since we made him such a pivotal character moving moving from the movies to the in-game, when his first movie happened, I didn't necessarily expect him to be as important in the MCU as he is. I think it's cool, and I like it, but after the first movie, I didn't necessarily think that, oh, he's going to be a big piece moving forward. I figured he'd be there, but I didn't think he'd be like an anchor the way he kind of is becoming. Well, I mean, same with the Guardians. I mean, they were such a, they were such a, oh, yeah, a tertiary, like, group of characters. Like, the fact that they became as important as they are is, is, you know, they're obviously still around as well. Right. Well, yeah, moving to Love and Thunder, I mean, they get that appearance and then they have Guardians 3 and they have whatever the Guardian Christmas special is. So, like, that's three more movies with that cast of characters just for the sake of it, which is awesome. Yeah, I like the casting, Clea. 
I think that's cool. I think it'll be interesting to see whatever their next step is. I mean, I assume it's a Doctor Strange 3. I don't think they've said that, have they? I have no idea. Yeah. But whatever problem they're dealing with clearly is going to be a Darmamu problem of some type. But, uh, yeah, I like the idea. I think that's neat. I do kind of wonder about the third eye thing. So, basically, that's just a physical manifestation of the eye of Agamotto. Okay. Um, he has it in the comics. Yeah. And it's... Basically, it, it, it comes when you've purged yourself of evil. And since that has been taken, since that evil of Nessa, that book have been taken out. Right. It has been destroyed. It just takes him to that next level as a sorcerer. That's cool. Okay. I did kind of wonder about that. I didn't bother to research it at all, but I did wonder about that. Well, when I was, when I was looking into it, I was like, mm. and so I, I did a com, that's what the comics explanation is. Right. As, and like, and, cause then you go to that next scene and he's like, he's adapted to it already. Right. You know, and so it's just like, it's his, it's his ability to see people's true intentions. Right. Well, the Eye of Agamotto, and when we initially saw, like in the first Avengers movie, when we see the, uh, Thor War Room, a lot of people thought that the eye that was in there was the Eye of Agamotto. Agamotto. Agamotto, however you say it. Uh, but it, what the, was in the movie was the wizard's, was the wizard's eye. Uh, the eye of Agamotto. 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 Uh, it was a lot smaller because in the comic books he wears it as a, and well, he wears it in the movie. The, well, the, it, the, the movie we're using the, I guess it is the same contraption that had the, yeah. the time stone in it. Okay. Well, then the two things are the same thing in the movies. But in the comic books, like, it's a lot smaller thing. So when we first saw that thing in Thor, it, the assumption was that's what it was, but it wasn't. It was the wizard's eye. Not that, that matters either, and probably won't come back around as a thing, I don't think. But as far as the use of it, if that's what that is, that's okay, that's cool. Because I kind of wondered about that, just in general. Basically, because he made the decision that no one, like multiple versions of, of Strange didn't do in all right. in multiple other universes, so he made the decision to like not be evil. And I mean, yeah, he he did use the book, but he didn't use it for evil. He used it for good purposes, and right. then, and then all that evil was purged from the universe. Once you destroyed it and closed that, it makes him like it takes him to the next level, gives him that extra power because as as a sorcerer, it moves him along the path of power. It That's levels cool. him up, so so to speak. Nice. Yeah, I like that idea. That's cool. Let me see if I can... Um, is this why you found that out? Yeah, it says, Doctor Strange's third eye at the end of Doctor Strange's The Multiverse Madness may not be what it seems, but why does he get it to begin with? Doctor Strange has an extensive variety of magical abilities, ranging from teleportation, blah, 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 blah. However, Doctor Strange's third eye, a tool that the Ancient One only hinted at during their first encounter in 2006's Doctor Strange, had never really appeared in the MCU before. Um... But Master of the Mystic Arts battle against the Scarlet Witch. Uh, the only other character known to possess this eye is the Sinister Strange, who got it after using the Darkhold of his universe to dreamwalk into other realities and kill his multiversal variants. This seems to suggest that the Third Eye is a direct consequence of using the Darkhold and that the Doctor Strange variant from the Universe 616 is doomed. However, it may not be as straightforward as that. This is a long article. Um... It says, in the comics, Dr. Strange's third eye is an organic manifestation of the eye of Agamotto, 
It represents the wisdom of the sorcerer Agamotto and his fellow Vashanti. Well, that makes sense. As a thing, I like the idea a lot better than having to fight the Dark Hole, too, especially after it's gone. It's a sign of higher level of consciousness, and it can only be used by those whose souls are devoid of corruption. Right. And so, like, if, you know, if he's truly made uh, the the right decision, and he's not corrupt in that aspect, you know, and that's... Sure. No, that's, those are all things that fit for what for what the scenario is. So, yeah, I like that a lot better than the idea that we're going to be dealing with, a, you know, the, the haunting of the book. Yeah, as far as next leg, I guess once the Harkness show happens, I could just see an easy an easy way of returning Wanda being that now Agatha's free. She was looking for the book because, of course, she wouldn't know it was destroyed. Goes back to the temple that the book's from and then casts a spell and it returns both of them. Her and the temple. Would it bring back the Darkhold? Don't know. I guess it depends on whether... Agatha's power is that huge without it. But I think it'll be interesting to see what that turns into. If you're going to return her, I can see it happening there pretty easy. But as far as a thing... But Agatha, you know, Agatha, after destroying the Darkhold, the evil part of her, she might have been corrupted as well, and that could start making her into the... Oh, oh sure. Into the comic book version of her, where she's yeah, not that bad. And, you know, yeah. and if Scarlet Witch happens to survive, and she does come about in that show, oh, yeah. you know, when she shows up, even if it's just at the very, very end of it or something... Shepherd her and teach her? I can see that yeah, being a you thing. Know, I mean, pretty easily. Which which is, a, which is a cool idea. I mean, you know, I... I didn't even, I forgot about that show. I totally forgot about that, so. It's understandable. It's, it was a while back that they mentioned it. It's been, I don't think they've really talked anything about it since it was initially announced. Not that I remember, at least. I mean, there's been a lot of other things that happened. I mean, we had a whole Moon Knight season. We have half of Miss Marvel out. So, like, pieces in the world, there's a bunch of other stuff moving that are currently happening. So, I don't feel like they've even talked about it since the announcement of it. So, I mean, it's still on IMDb and it's still on the internet as a thing, but. Time in the world, I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, overall, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, good? Yeah, I thought it was great. Like I said, like, you know, my, my biggest complaint was just like the lack of, um, like a hero's closure right. for, for Wanda. I mean, cause yeah, even though she did a bunch of evil stuff, so did other people. Hawkeye did all sorts of horrible stuff and, oh, they, yeah. gave, and they gave him like a redemption arc. You know, like she still did something good at the end. She still, a part of her had to close that. Right. But no, as a thing, like, I, I agree with you. There should have been something. Even if it's just Doctor Strange doing something, it, sh- it should have been something yeah, that was done. I, I mean, I don't know. It just, there was this, that's, that, that's my, that's yeah, my big complaint about especially it. Especially after he saw himself killed and the statue made to him. Like, it, that, there should have been something there. The fact that there's not is kind of, is really questionable, actually. Anyway, so that's basically Doctor Strange. So if you guys haven't seen it, I mean, go watch it. If you heard all that nonsense, then, I mean, hopefully it didn't spoil everything for you. That's no, completely spoiled. That's why you just spoil her at the beginning of this. That's but, definitely true. Yeah, I just, uh, I thought that the 616 thing was going to be a bigger argument, but I'm glad I convinced you that it makes sense. It's, it's, it's still annoying to me, but the, the, the explanation for it falls in a way that makes sense to me. Like, okay, I, I get it. I would still prefer it to be the other way around, but as a thing, I can see why it's not. But, as long as the two things never cross, then it's fine. And again, like, it, it has to be either one thing or the other thing. It can't be both things. Sure. You know, it has to be, 
this is a black and white situation. As long as they never cross, it's fine. As long as they never cross. And I just don't know how you would cross them. Well, I mean, you'd have to have an event where the movie universe somehow leaked in the comic universe. But yeah, but how would you do that, though? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't. You know, know what I'm saying I like, don't think it's an avenue. It's any type. I think they're so. The I think they're so similar that it'd be really hard to connect them. Oh, like, yeah. Just two Captain Americas in general would be weird. I mean, there is already two Captain Americas. There's the evil Steve and there's regular Steve. So there's already two, but a third one, it just would be. You'd have to do it with like I don't know, like mega, like photos. So it'd be a book of mixed comic book art and photo art. It just look terrible. It would look terrible. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Quoting Charles Barkley, it would look terrible. It'd be a very bad idea. And that's why they haven't done it. And that's. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so after all that, we'll go and run this interview from uh, John Boy Myers. This is uh, from the uh, WonderCon 2022. Uh, so listen to that, and then uh, we'll be back in the end just a second. All right, guys, this is Steve with South Five Comics Podcast here at WonderCon 2022. And I'm here with... John Moy Myers. What's up? Not well, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's kind of weird talking through a mask, talking to people. <laughs> it's like uh, everyone's like a ninja or something. It's really weird. I mean, it's kind of cool if you think about ninja style, but it is definitely strange. Yeah. The only thing about being ninja style is if everyone's ninja style, it's not, it's not really special anymore. <laughs> You're just another ninja that's seeing ninjas. <laughs> I mean, you got a good point there. That, it, that takes away the, uh, the nuance of it for yeah, sure. For sure. Man. Yeah. Art Barton, you've been doing art for quite a while, my friend. Tell me how you got into doing, like, like what made you want to do comics? Uh, you know, my dad used to bring home comics, and when I was four years old, I started reading war comics, and my dad brought home a Captain America comic, and I, it's the first time I ever read a superhero comic. Kind of blew my hair back, and uh, I've been making comics and doing comics ever since. So, since four, I remember making neighborhood comics and selling them for a quarter. Um, yeah, it's really weird, man. Uh, Doing that and now transitioning it, making it a vocation is really strange. So, a little <laughs> surreal, I guess. I've been doing it. I've been doing it all my life. So, I can't yeah. see myself doing anything else. Well, that's freaking awesome. Well, you do a lot of you do a lot of really cool art, a lot of really awesome pictures. Thanks, man. Well, where can people find your stuff? If they want to buy your stuff online. Oh, I'm uh, Instagram John Boy Myers or John Boy zero zero seven zero zero seven or look me up on Facebook or my website uh, JohnBoyMyers.com. Yeah, awesome. It. Have you ever thought about doing like? Have you thought about doing anything your own, like your own yeah, sequential? Actually, yeah, actually, I'm working on my own creator on a project called Princess Dragon Killer. Hopefully, it will come out this year. I'm still working on it. So, with the paper shortage, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to print or not. But uh, we'll see. So, right when it does make, create a weird gap in the world, it didn't used to be there for sure. Yeah, it's like thanks, COVID. Thanks a lot. But uh, I mean, I think the thing about it is a lot of bad, a lot of good with COVID. You know, I mean. You get to spend more time with families. The bad part is, of course, a lot of people didn't make it, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it, I think uh, the time I got to spend at home with my wife is pretty invaluable. It's kind of like it's see more of her than I normally do, which is nice. So sure, well, different kind of different kind of things from different from For the sure. different events. Sure. Uh, so as far as your own book, are you are you putting it out through a company, or are you doing it yourself, or uh, like what are you, what are you doing? I haven't decided yet. It's either doing Kickstarter or going through a publisher. If it goes through a publisher, I'd love to do it with their image. Um, I don't know. I haven't quite. I want to finish it first, and then kind of see what my options are. So, and I'd love to do a crowdfund. 
or Indiegogo, and then maybe go through a publisher afterwards. So sure. Well, if you do want to do any crowdfunding, being that I'm also a store, if you make a store tier, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, you know what? Do store tiers want like five copies, ten copies, something like that? Or I mean, for for me, because of who you are and because of your art style, your presence in the world, I say a pack of ten in a way that I can sell them where it won't kill me if I buy them from you. That's cool. Yeah, I could do that. That's a good idea. And do a tier like that. That that might be a good idea. I mean, if you yeah. make me require people to have a diamond contract and they can see the proof of their diamond ID and stuff like that, so right. you don't have to worry about a bunch of people trying right. to shortchange you. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what I would look for. I mean, as far as uh, pop in the world, whatever you deliver is going to be awesome. But the main thing about for stores is we got to be able to buy something that if we don't sell two copies, it doesn't completely kill us. That's true. That's true. I think maybe even doing with that, maybe I could bundle just a retailer exclusive cover. That's the way to do it to where it's like, well, the way to get it is through retailer. That's it. So Right. Yeah, a very different cover good. for it, too, would be a good idea. But, yeah, if you do a tier level, generally, Moses think about 10 books, and after that, we're, like, sweating it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll drop it down to five and keep it safe and then have, like, one special cover with it or something sure. like that. I gotta look into that. that. That'd be actually a good good way to support retailers, because without retailers, then why are we doing this? So, um, but uh, yeah, there's gotta be meat on the bone for everybody, for sure. So, I don't know if I'd go high as ten, but maybe five or six, maybe seven's the magic number might sure. be good. So, yeah. Yeah, I can live with seven. Sevens yeah. are good. Seven's good. Yeah. So, if there's a character you haven't worked on that you would want to work on, what character would that be? Batman by himself would be great. Uh, it's always like Batman with Robin or Batman on a cover, but uh, I'd love to do Batman Interiors or Captain America, two of my favorites. So um, that's bucket list. So maybe someday we'll see. So nice. Well, as far as like um, as far as like other projects and whatnot, do you have anything coming down the pipe? What should be looking for? Oh, I'm doing a ton of covers, like a lot of Venom stuff. Uh, Venom, Venom, Venom. Um, I just wrapped up a big run on Batman covers. I'm wrapping up a run on some Harley covers that are going to come out pretty soon and then I'm working on my creator room so that's it well, do you have anybody that you look at and inspires you like when you're getting into it as a kid like who is it that you're like this is the dude honestly the five guys that inspired me the most uh, was uh, when coming up for me was uh, Arthur Adams Michael Golden Jason Pearson Joe Manorera and J. Scott Campbell those guys are like in my DNA as far as my work but uh, other guys I've been watching are like uh, Stuart Amonin uh, Mahmoud Azrar um these other guys are killing it. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Mora. That guy's amazing. Oh, I love gosh, it. man. His most recent cover from Be- uh, The Shadow War. Oh, dude. great. Dude, that guy, that guy, anything he draws is just, like, awesome. So uh, I wish I could draw as well as him. Uh, Stuart Amonin. Who's other guys? Like, um, you asked me on the spot, and I'm all embarrassed. Like, I'm all <laughs> pee shy all of a sudden. I can't you're do anything. Good. You're good. Um, uh, uh, anything Mateo Scalera is great. Um uh, there's another guy who does, uh, we only find them when they're dead, oh Simone DeMeo, yeah. another amazing guy too. So I used to pick up anything those guys do. Uh, I just like to take my money, <laughs> give me all of that. Um, really great. Another book too I just discovered is uh, Something is Killing the Children, oh, yeah. which is, I kind of slept on it when it came out. Also. Now, yeah, but now I'm reading it. I bought, I bought like uh, two of the hardcovers. Because I have a backup. It's really weird because I have my backup. So I have my safety copy. So, uh, yeah, another great series. If you're not picking that up, you should. Uh, nice House on the Lake is also good, too. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, here's one I can suggest to you that maybe you haven't seen from Vault called Barbaric. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I wish... 
I wish there was an easy way to flip through stuff because like when you see a cover like oh that's cool I might pick up a copy but it's like I don't know what the interiors look like and I wish digitally when you did like uh, advertisements and books you have like three pages attached with it so you can see the interiors like okay cool yeah like take my money I'll, I'll buy this like it's cool so. this is why I suggest it is fantastic yeah so what is your go-to karaoke song uh probably rapper's delight so <laughs> that, that's always a safety one so yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. good answer it's a good answer if you're stranded on a deserted island and you only take five items with you what five items would you take oh man uh i don't know uh, maybe a food shelter and something solar i guess so i can fire some electronics i guess yeah. that's it i guess I mean, people can be an item too uh, I don't, I'm an artist. I'm by myself all the time, so maybe <laughs> nobody. Maybe my wife would be great, you know. Okay. But other than that, nobody else. All right, we ended with wife. That's a good choice. Right. Not not Will, Will Smith or somebody like that might not oh be a good. Well, I mean, that might not go over so well. So <laughs> maybe not. But uh, right now it's questionable. It's questionable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just don't make him angry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's that's crazy. So absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I was like, did that just happen? Like what? I'm saying the most of us thought we, we thought it was a joke at first, and then it just kept going. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, Chris took it like a champ, though. It's like oh, okay, like Colin's a professional. That man is impressive. He's like, whoa. Like, how do you process that? I think you got a lot of adrenaline going on at that point. You're like, all right, that just happened. I'll just keep going. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. All right, last one. If you lived in fantasy land, would you ride a chocolate pony? I think I would eat a chocolate pony. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ride one. Well, that, it'd be oh, messy, right? Melts in between your legs. That doesn't sound right. So oh, exactly. I'd eat the chocolate pony. I would probably eat him. <laughs> I would eat him. Well, thanks for talking with us, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thanks, CBS. Uh, thanks for having me. A lot of fun. I thank Don again for taking the time to talk with me, hang out. Dude's fantastic, super fun guy. Um, we talked a little bit more after that about different variant versions of characters and other stuff that he's working on coming up, which now are, a few of those covers are in the catalogs now. But yeah, awesome dude, super fun to talk to. Um, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, again, if you don't know his art, just Google John Boy Meyer and you'll find it. Like he's awesome. Um, let's see from there. What'd you learn today, Josh? I can change your mind. I feel like that's something you probably should have known already, but what I learned today, Josh? That I can change your mind? No, oh, man, it's the same answer, which is surprisingly funny. I mean, it, it, yeah. I, like I said, I'm warming up to it. Um, See, so you got any action figure news over there? I know you do. So, at San Diego Comic-Con, they, and I talked about this a little bit, I think last episode... But pre-orders for Sergeant Slaughter are going up for the G.I. Joe Classified line at Comic-Con. It's gonna, but I think he might be available there as well. Oh, that's crazy. So I don't know if they're doing a special edition there, but then a regular version will be up for pre-order because they said it's not going to be an exclusive. Sarge won't be the exclusive, but whoever he's fighting, I think is going to be an exclusive or they're doing the same thing. Maybe they're doing a two pack out there. They haven't released the information yet, but they're supposed to because it's GI June right now. Right. Next week, the last is the last one. And I think that that's going to be the big reveal. That's cool. So, um, there's a lot of rumor that it's going to be Serpentor, 
But I don't know why. I, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Dr. Mindbender. Honestly, I think it's going to be a deluxe Mindbender. Right. And there's going to be a regular Mindbender and a deluxe. Sure. But, like they might be doing a deluxe Sarge out there too. I don't know. But supposedly there's going to be some sort of San Diego Comic Con like ex- like special figure for GI Joe. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But it's not official yet. But they've hinted at it multiple times in the GI Joe GI June episode things that they've been doing every Wednesday, which like they had one today. And every week they've been showing a little teaser, and they are going to do a HasLab with the GI Joe, um, like that six inch line, like the they're doing a vehicle for that, and okay. it's going to be a HasLab vehicle. So it's obviously going to be a larger vehicle, right? But they haven't said what it's going to be yet. But they've done hints every week, and the one week they showed tank tracks, and so everybody's like, well, it could be a bunch of different things, and like, but like today. It was one of the, it was like, it's this one girl that's been doing it with this one specific guy. I don't, I don't know their names, but it was his birthday. So they, they gave him a a birthday cake and had a his tank on it. And they're like, there's a his tank on this cake. I wonder why. (laughs) So like a lot of rumors that like the HasLab, which the most iconic Joe, I mean, uh, honestly, it's probably their most iconic vehicle. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as G.I. Joe synonymous, yeah. Cause, I mean, you have Sky Strikers and all kinds of other things. I mean, I guess the Warthog's kind of that way, but it's not mm, nearly not the same his thing. Tank, though. No, not the same level. I mean, you got the Mobat. You have some other, like, yeah, but the Green still Tank. Not, no. The Green Tank's bigger than the Warthog. It is. I mean, but popularity-wise, you know, vintage, the, the whale. But if it's going to be, like, the six-inch line, like... Scale, it's gotta be something that, I mean, so it's, it's, I, long story short, I think it's going to be a Histank at the HasLab. So it's probably going to be about the $300 mark. Right. Which I think that's what the, what's the ship, the Mandalorian guy ship? Like what's Mando's ship called? Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it was a HasLab and it was like 300 bucks, I think. Yeah, well, they did that guy and they did, I don't remember what Galactus one I'm costing, but they did a giant, like. No, Sentinel. Oh, Sentinel. Oh, they right. did do Galactus they as did, well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did before that. The Sentinel, I guess, was more recent. But yeah, when it comes to like big figures and big uh, things. I think the Galactus, one of them is, because the Galactus, I think. Dude, the Galactus just ended. Yeah, no. Yeah, Galactus and it had, recent was it Fire Lord? It's Fire Lord. And there was an add on figure. There was a Silver else. Surfer. Yeah. I don't know if that one reached his goal, though. I don't know either. I didn't. I pay attention to that. No, not necessarily. I know they were trying to do it, but I don't know if it ever. I know Jabba's sail barge didn't meet. Oh, really? It is huge, so that makes sense. And it was, I think it was like almost $500. It's also crazy. It's, yeah, that's crazy. It's cool, but it's crazy. Well, it winds up being his tank. I mean, that's freaking awesome. I mean, I guess we'll see if it's a $300 tank or not, but it's still pretty cool. I mean, if it comes with, like, the the tank and then the driver and then, like... So in the original His Tank box, you have the His Tank driver and thing, but then in the back of it, you have like basically what looks like the Stinger driver, like the gunner guy. Oh, right, right. So they made a gray version for like as the gunner. That'd be pretty cool. He came with a couple of figures that, I mean, you know, and then he had like the, the, the pull behind thing with the missiles. Right. Like as the add on bonuses. No, that'd be, that'd be pretty freaking cool. Yeah, man. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I do, I do like that idea. It's crazy, but I like that idea. 
Anything else action figure wise? Mm, not really. Nothing. Okay. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, see from there, do books to watch? You got any books to watch there, Josh? I don't. No? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I've got a couple this week. So one of them is called Mr. Mr. Etza. It's E-A-S-T-A. Um, what it is, is a uh, book from Scout Comics. And it's a story by Kit uh, Wallace. He's doing the art, the coloring, and he's doing the whole thing. Art, story, and coloring all by the same guy. Girl, I guess, I don't know if Kit's a guy or girl. Doesn't matter. Anyway, the story is about the third best assassin... And he happens to look like the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Hence the name Mr. Esta. Because it's Easter, except, you know, slightly different. It looks hilarious. Um, the covers are super funny. Uh, I looked up some of the interior art that the, what they have online, and it looks, it just looks awesome. So, uh, Scout Comics is putting it out, and it looks super fun. It is, again, about third, third grace assassin, and, uh, as they described him, he has a, a, a living, teleportation device that, uh, very like Deadpool, I guess, except, you know, Deadpool's is just a mechanical thing. Anyway, it looks hilarious. So I would say that, uh, watch out for that thing just because it looks so ridiculous and awesome. Um, another one to watch. So we're going to do, Batman's going to have a series, which, because there's always Batman. Uh, there's a new series that they're going to do that's a batch of one-shot stories. They're doing Batman One Bad Day is the core title. But it's eight separate parts. Each issue is a one-shot written by different people and different artists. The first one is a Riddler story being written by Tom King uh, with the art by uh, Mitch Gerads, which you know both of them if you ever read uh, Mr. Miracle. Both fantastic. Uh, it's a one-shot done prestige format, so it's 72 pages, basically bound like a trade. Uh, but there's going to be eight different stories, each one featuring a different villain. Um... The first one, the covers look awesome, and Mitch is fantastic. Like, art-wise, that dude is great. As a person, he's really awesome, too, actually. Him and Tom, both awesome people. I mean, if you guys listen to podcasts regularly, you, you remember a story about the two of them helping uh, Joel propose to his fiance, and the guys are both great. So, as a thing, I think that book will be really neat. Um, and then Tom King, whether you liked his Batman run or, or not, I mean... Then his run did drag a fill, but all of his one shot and his like miniseries stuff, like the Batman Killing Time is great. Uh, his Mister uh, Miracle is great. Uh, the Vision story he did for Marvel also great. So like, I'm pretty stoked for it. It's supposed to be a psychological thriller, so I think that's really cool. Um, then on Marvel side of things, they're going to be doing Amazing Fantasy number one thousand. Uh, the book's supposed to be a celebration of. Peter Parker and Spider-Man's birthday. And it's being done up also like a giant size format. And it's got so many names on it. Like so, so many names. Uh, Neil Gaiman's on it. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's on it. Dan Slott's on it. Kurt Busiek's on it. And artist-wise, it's got a ton of artists too. Um, Oliver Coypel, Michael Cho, Jimmy Chun. Like all fantastic artists. So it's an anthology book also. Um, but... As far as like a thing, there's just so many cool names on it that there are happy two or three stories in there that you like. And it, as far as namesake, it's been a while since I feel like Neil's done anything for Marvel. So I think that's really cool. So I'd say look for that thing. It's going to have a slew of covers, just like all their big books do. But uh, as far as a thing, I think it'll be really cool and should have a lot of cool stuff in it to see. Um, 
that's what I got this week as far as like suggestions of books and whatnot. Uh, if you're not reading Octaria, you should be. The second volume is going to drop the end of July. First volume is ten bucks. Has the first six issues. It's fantastic. Um, that's the uh, guy by Scott Snyder, and uh, oh man, the art is by mm, I can't remember his name. That's not good. It doesn't matter. The art's good. I mean, I Google it if you want to see it, and just look up Noctera, and you'll find pictures. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, Forty-five Instagram. Uh, Wendell twenty-four W I N D L E twenty-four. Right, right. Plug in for Instagram. I have Top Five Comics podcast. Top Five Comics CBS for my drawings and also comic book pictures and things. And the store has a Instagram as well. So I mean, if you want to follow all three. Then you don't miss anything. Um, I think that's it. Tiki? Nope. Oh, come on, man.